Fifa, so I was getting right into my career mode. Can't mind who I was with, but like I was fucking killing it, right? Getting a load of decent young players in, and then it glitched out when I was doing some of a contract offer, <laughs> and it like it fucked because I put what I thought was going to be their their annual wage, and it changed it in their weekly, and then gave them like a forty five million pound a week contract, and I was just like, fuck this. <laughs> Took the absolute paddy and turned it off. Was he Wait, not FIFA, worth it? FIFA nineteen so broken that in your career mode, when you invite Peter Check into your office to negotiate a contract or a transfer, he comes in with a suit with his goalie helmet on as well. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake! <laughs> I'm not fucking joking. I love that. I see it on my Instagram. It's just that FIFA nineteen glitches, and like one player's like five hundred feet tall, and the rest of them are just like, ah, <laughs> oh, some good shit. Happy days. Ah. For those who haven't figured it out yet, we are recording to you live this week from the spot, the, the, spot, the studio, the lab. Andy Matt's beat making crib. Yeah. yeah. The, the original lab. The original lab. Yeah, but we're actually in the living room slash kitchen tonight, not the old studio, but yeah. it's we're, close enough. Effectively, this is as close as we're getting to Joe Rogan's studio. It is. This is what happens here. Yeah. So we've Drinks are flowing, it's it very beers chilled out tonight. Good ambient, vibe in here. Good ambient lighting, aye. All right, let's wrap this up. Love Island's coming on tonight. Come oh, on. Fuck off. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, I feel like we should get a big fanfare in here. Like, beep, 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 beep. <sighs> welcome back to another episode of Perf's Premier Podcast, Monkey Sword Fight, with me, El Regreso. El, Regre- El Regreso. El Regreso. Where the fuck are we? The thing. The, the thick king. <laughs> I'm Jordan Patrick here with my co host. What's it? Podcast Daddy. Pod Daddy, El Pod. Grande Nippes, the big nipper, cons man, word with dots, word with dots. <laughs> Winning is a habit. Unfortunately, so is losing. Down on this week, Michael. Yeah. So that's a good one, Michael. Yeah, like a good that. one. Love it. And obviously the balanced nature of it all. Nice one. <laughs> so, man, I'm so we got your old da. Your old da. We did have uh, Andy Mack's Spanish name, but I don't know if I trust Ali Cooks. <laughs> Translation saying I'm still taking El Regreso. El Regreso. Andy Mac, you're all down the ones and twos as per usual. Exactly. El Viejo. Is that old? <coughs> I think that's Viejo. I don't know. Uh, Stevie Mac should tell us. You know Spanish. Quick fun story. That's how Bobby Sanchez, friend of the show, has his name. Because huh? when we were all a lot younger, we all gave ourselves me- uh, Mexican nicknames. <laughs> and <laughs> mine was Mac Marquez, but he came up with Bobby Sanchez. And that's we still call him Bobs to this day. Oh, so all right. that's now why it's his, uh, his Twitch tag and all that. So fun story for you. That was a fucking famous I'll video just game. I'll these out quickly from Alistair Cook. Mikey Dots is El Grande Nipes. Arriba. I myself am El Rey Grusso. <laughs> And Andy's Padre Viejo. Padre Viejo. Padre Vieira, mate. Padre Viejo. Padre Vieira, this podcast. I'll just go with Padre Vieira, mate. I'm happy with that. Workhorse midfielder. That's what you are. You're the middleman. Grinder. You're you're that workhorse centre midfielder. Grinder. I'm the useless right back, and Mike's just the overpaid up front striker. (laughs) I'll take that. I'm all right with that. That's fine. uh, We're back to you after an extended break. Took a wee week off. Do we have a? Do we still have an advertiser this week? I don't even know. We do. We're ready to roll. uh, This week's show is once again sponsored by Stevie Mac Skate School. Love that guy. Stevie Mac Skate School on Facebook. I. Got to know Stevie Mac. He came out for a, a day out. We'll get into. Oh yeah, yeah. Fucking oh yeah. Top guy. 
fucking <laughs> I'm telling you if you're listening to this now Stevie Matty Skate School is the best place you can put your kids that guy is a fucking legend oh yeah all ages and capabilities are catered to some kick-ass t-shirts I love that wee monkey logo he's got I need to get myself one of them I wish you did like an after school thing because I'd send my daughters there instead of paying fucking 20 pounds a day to put them in after school I'd be like hey go fucking skateboard get yeah. some uh, hang out with Andy Mac yeah <laughs> Stevie Max. Stevie Max. Stevie <laughs> Too many Max in my life. Stevie Max. I actually have two Stevie Max on my Instagram. And oh. I like the post of one thinking it was the other Stevie Max. And you can't get those likes back can't on get Instagram. Back. That's, a, that's a notification You've on used it forever. <laughs> Stevie Max Skate School on Facebook. Get um, uh, Aye. Patreons. Patreons uh, are coming up. Yeah. Because we haven't done this podcast 77 times. And I should know this by now. <laughs> Two weeks off. And we're we like, got a new uh, one, actually. Yeah. We got a new. Uh... Oh, no. That's just Dave. <laughs> Dave, was it? No, no we do. Have oh, new, yeah, we do. Uh, yeah. We do have a new Patreon. We do. Talk amongst yourselves. Ba, 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 ba. Uh, we, you know what? I was listening to a podcast today and they explained. Why don't you, while I'm looking this up, explain what Patreon is for some of the new listeners and maybe they want to contribute. So to our to our standard listeners, to the plebs out there. No, I'm not joking. Plebs, oh my goodness. <laughs> uh, our Patreon is uh, it's almost like it's like a crowdfunding website, but it allows us to do this podcast, um, cover the overheads basically so we can break even. We've managed to, because of your generosity, get out some merch Get these kick-ass t-shirts, which you can see on our website. They are killer. We'll post a picture of it today. And we've also got, I've got a spare t-shirt sitting next door, which I was going to keep for a giveaway. So I think to help promote the Patreon, we'll give Mm. one of those away tonight to one of the listeners. The Patreon subscribers only, though. Yes. They will be entered into a prize draw. So if you want free shit, you got to pay for it. (laughs) We'll see as well, though, man. We we have a lot of people to thank for this. We have uh, Andy Henderson for the original... Uh, Maurice, we have uh, Bobby Sanchez, Twitch gamer, who then kind of punched it up a yeah, bit. Punched yeah. it up, give us that uh, synthwave look to it. Yeah, uh, makeover, and then the shout out to my main man Reevy at Reevy Print, who does a fucking together. killer job on these t-shirts. Look good. Quick. White looks good. I'm looking at the white now. It looks yeah, nice. I got the white from my show. The sword looks like it's like a, a nice. It, the colors pop out more on the white, which mm. I think. But uh, yeah, it looks great. Yeah, they look so great. get at us. Like you, see, you can you can donate as little up to it as a pound is the uh, most or uh, a dollar. I'm not sure what it is. I'm sure I, the minimum pledge. We, we said it was three pounds. Three, yeah, I think we said it at three pounds. Give as much or as little as you can. Yes, please. Anything. Every little bit helps. Yeah. So like you say, we are we've got some good plans mm-hmm. for this cash money. Yeah, we got some uh, surprises coming up for you guys. So, so uh, here are the people that yes. have. Uh, donated to us. We'll start with uh, the new, the newcomer, Danielle Miller. Shout out to Danielle Thank you, Miller. Danielle, for uh, for for jumping on and supporting the podcast. When I saw when I got that alert on my phone, I was like, "Oh shit, yeah, this, is, this is still happening." Yeah. <laughs> uh, Allie Cook, yeah, provided a lot of feedback on our, our, our time off. Uh, Andy Henderson, I've been chatting today with Andy Henderson uh, quite a bit actually. Callum McLaughlin, nice chopstick sixty nine. <laughs> 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 Love that girl. She's uh, she's got to do. Okay, we'll wait till we get to the end of this. Actually, uh, Craig McCaffrey, uh, Davy Forrett, Fraser Reeby. Yeah. Thanks for the shirts. Uh, Ian Shepard, Nate Black. Hi Rachel. Hi Rachel. Hi Rachel. Ralphie Rogalski, Roddy Bader, and Stephen Tosh. Stephen Stosh Tosh. Thank uh, you all very much. Back to chopsticks. So uh, <laughs> I her. <laughs> Uh, her, um, I follow her social media quite intently. 
just yeah. because she always goes around the world. She's all over the Far Good East patter. and everything. Good, Good patter as well, yeah. So uh, she was just in New York for a couple of days, and then she went to Mexico for a wedding, mm-hmm. and then got off the plane. Maybe she was in China, back in China for 48 hours. She's at the fucking car dealership buying Audis. Yeah, I was that. like, are you a fucking rapper or something? That's something that a rapper would do. Get up right off the plane, right on the clear clear port, bam, oh, right man. to the dealership. If you're a white person working over there, you're on that coin. Oh. All of that exchange rate. Yeah. yeah. We need to get out there. Me too. We need to get in the, we need to get this podcast in the Chinese market. That's what we need to do. We're already Away there. Day. We're leaking in. We're leaking in slowly. <laughs> Seeping in. <laughs> Seepage. That's nasty. Um, feedback on the last show. The last show was obviously with the Goat Boy. Yeah. A um, lot of love, lot of good feedback on that show. Just people telling me it was a good laugh. It was a good laugh. Because we yeah. were a bit concerned because it got a bit rowdy. <laughs> it did. Yeah. But it uh, came across really well. Shout out to the Goat Boy. And uh, you can see them on Facebook as well. All their gigs and that they've been posting. Yeah. yeah. Busy boys. They have been busy. Um, a little bit of feedback not related to the show necessarily. Um, but we did talk about this on the show. So uh, I went to go pick up my daughter, Sienna. She she goes to soccer on a Monday night. She goes to play soccer up at, uh, is it Eight Mile? Eight, seven Acres. Seven Acres. <laughs> eight Mile. <laughs> <laughs> Same equivalent as downtown Detroit, mate. I, I see Marshall walking around there, kicking the ball. Anyway, so we pick up her two friends, two twins, and I, you know, I dropped them off there, and I was watching them play around. And then in the car on the way there, they were like... Um, they were getting strapped in the back, and we're looking over the seat, and we're looking in the front. And we're like, "What are you wearing?" And I had my my ripped jeans on, of course. And like, "What are you wearing?" I was like, uh, "I wear my jeans." They're like, "Why are there holes in them?" And I was like, uh, "I don't know." That's what I said, I like, "That's, that's just the style." And she goes, "Not for men." <laughs> Right then, fucking. Rent. I was like, oh, and then the other one, they, they are, I think they're like five. Oh, and man. then the other one chimes in. She goes, Michelle, that's my daughter's mom. She's like, are those Michelle's jeans? And I was like, all right, enough out of you two. <laughs> enough out of you. So well, uh, you've got to pretend you're not annoyed at a kid, but inside you're like, yo, you fucking dick. I was like, so now I gotta bend those jeans. Now I can't yeah. do anything with them. Can't yeah, even we, like cut grass in them because bugs will fly in the holes. Just, why me. would you be? Why would you be wearing that <laughs> jean to cut grass? In? <laughs> no, you can't do it. <laughs> okay. So other than people making fun of your ripped jeans, which we did about six months ago. Yeah, you were right. I was wrong. Called it. Yeah. Yeah. But what do I do with them now? I got jeans with holes in them that I spent fucking 40 pounds on. (laughs) How much, sorry? 40 pounds. They were actually more. I thought you said 140 pounds. Oh, get out of here. You don't know me very well. (laughs) Mate, I didn't spend more than 12 quid on a pair of jeans. Yeah, If it was cheaper to buy a pair of jeans with no rips in them, would you be happy to rip them yourself? Yes. To save the money? Yes, I would. As long as there was a way to kind of... Would you go on YouTube for like a how-to video? You know there is one. Where to get the appropriate (laughs) rips? There definitely is one. You know what's funny too? On the way here, I was driving, but what's the the store across from where uh, the factory shop used to be? It's like a little convenience. There's a premier? No t- yeah, it's a premier shop, yeah. Uh, I forgot. Clutch Cutchins, they call it, yeah. So I saw a guy who was clearly... Hi, guys. So- <laughs> it's a YouTube video. Sorry, no, I just wanted to check the a YouTube video for ripping your jeans. The top one's got 2.7 million views. <laughs> like, so, hi, guys. I'll be doing that tonight. I just about blew my fucking ears off there, man. My headphones. Sorry, continue. But I seen a guy who was... He was all denimed out, and he had rips in his jeans, but it looked like he made the old them. old Canadian tuxedo. Yeah, and he was uh, he was a little worse for wear. He was a bit banged up. He pointed at the shop on the way, but I don't know why he pointed at the shop. Yeah. You're like, hey, I know you. <laughs> that way you buy your booze from, buddy? You're not pointing at you because you both had ripped jeans. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. man. I know you. That's Mike Dots. Remember you talked about the black guy nod. You yes. get like the ripped denim guy nod as well. Like, yeah. Did I? Oh, I think this might have happened during our time off. I got a black guy nod from, uh, from a black guy. And my daughters were like, Who, do you know him? And I was like, no. 
And they were like, why'd you not to? And I was like, we've been through this. <laughs> we know this. We know why we do this. Is it just because he's black? Yes, it is just because I he's love black. you have to give your kids like pieces of like just like knowledge by that. I taught, Sage. I taught Riley about the Bobby flick. <laughs> and my mum's like, you can't tell him that. I goes, well, better I tell him that he finds out the hard way. I know. You don't so, want to find out. You need to learn how to defend that. Uh, that's a swipe and retaliate. That's what you're looking for. Swipe with a weak hand, straight back out of the jab. Swipe and retaliate. <laughs> These are important things, especially going up to high school. <laughs> when a boy becomes more aware of his boys yeah. and that he must protect them at all costs. Because as you become more aware of your boys, you realize that their boys are open. Yeah, the every, other guy's boys are open. Everyone else knows your weakness, your yeah. main weakness. <laughs> yeah. We all went a little bit silent there. Remember? I know, because we've remember, all remembered remember, our remember ball first, shots. The <laughs> first time you got hit in the box. <laughs> Just thinking, you know, you get to that age, the more you've, you start to realize you've got to protect them is about the age you start to realize you've got to fondle them more. <laughs> 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 You gotta take care of it. Yeah, you gotta look after them. The other week, I realized, man, I've maybe got two years tops of non crusty sheets oh, left. You know what I mean? And no. then oh. he's gonna hit it, and then I'm gonna realize all the disgusting things my mom noticed when I was a teenager. That's the real reason my mom didn't come on my, on the show on the podcast when they were here. I just didn't want to oh, tell her. She had those masturbation stories. Masturbation stories. She had full of them, pages and pages of them written down. I don't know why. But <laughs> yeah. There's nothing I can do for this man. Well, this is what happens. Take two weeks off, and we're already, what, five minutes in talking about wanking? You talk about balls, yeah. Master crusty sheets, yeah. Yep. It's like bingo. We've hit, yeah. all the, we've hit all the marks already. MSF bingo. Yeah. We should do one of those. Um, <laughs> I got a new phone. Right. <laughs> As you can see, how is it? Oh, it's white. There's a story. Yeah, is that is that a white case? No, it's clear case. Just so I can show off uh, that the fact that I have. I don't know about a white phone. Why not? I don't know, man. That seems a bit racist. Flash. Yeah, that's the point. Yeah, I want. Yeah, them I wouldn't flash. consider you to be a flash guy. No, no, no. I'm not a flash guy. I agree. I'm not. No, no. So I just wouldn't pick it. I mean, you do you. You have whatever color phone you want. Yeah. I, don't, I myself don't see color. Well, there's a there's a big story. You ready for the story? Okay. Because remember how we were talking about, and I should have took your approach on this, Andy. Right. Remember how I was talking about how. Skyla was very upset. She had a bad Amazon yes. experience. And even so, we were talking about ordering something else. Even today, she was like, we're not ordering from Amazon, are we? I was like, no, don't worry about it. Don't get anxious. I just want to be like, look, Amazon's a reputable company. Yeah. <laughs> They're like, fine. Scarred for life. <laughs> exactly. Right to me. I, I have a bad Amazon story, actually. Okay, you, you go first. Sorry, just quickly. Just this is one size does not fit all. Oh, what were you so, ordering, though? So I was a, I've got a wedding in a couple of weeks, and I couldn't figure out what I wanted to wear. Mm-hmm. So I ordered myself a set of braces, like over the top ones. Yes, because I couldn't find. Like, I just thought like the trousers I've got are quite loud. The ones I wore at New Year. Okay. So it's difficult to put anything else on with it that doesn't fuck up the pattern that's on my trousers. <laughs> okay. So I thought, right, I've got a bow tie and a fucking set of uh, braces. Mm-hmm. One size fits all. Okay. Nah. So I loosen these braces to the very longest <laughs> they can go. Yeah. And they just get over my shoulders. Ah. And then as I'm just like that, I'm not even pulling that hard on it. The back, right in the back oh. of the fucking head. That was a bad afternoon. Are you sure they were men's? Were they adults? Men's, one size fits all. I even checked my confirmation email. Mm. One size fits all, my ears. So what did, how much were they, first of all? They were only like five quid. Okay, so did you send them back? No, because they broke. Oh, I sure you couldn't do <laughs> As it, they yeah. smashed off the back of my head. <laughs> and gave you a concussion? So like a triple vent. This doesn't fit me. Ow. <laughs> Fuck, I can't return it now. Imagine it smacked Chuff in the face and she fucking went down. That would have been terrible. <laughs> <laughs> the braces, you fucking dirtbag. <laughs> she wasn't there. 
<laughs> she was in the other room. I was about to do the. You know, you do the, the fashion show. You can't get changed in front of the person. Yeah. You have to oh, get, go in the other oh, room yeah. and get changed, and then come back so they see it as a wanna. Yeah. You know, I, you know what I mean. Andy doesn't. He's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Andy's got mirrors. That's why <laughs> we have mirrors too. We just <laughs> and enough self confidence to be like, I don't care if you don't wear this. <laughs> not me. Not you. Nah. What did you bring that bow tie? I did not. <laughs> what do you need it for? Nah, two weeks. Correct. Oh, okay, cool. I put it to work and. One day. Sorry, your phone. Yeah, so the phone. So I go, I get a text message from Vodafone during a time off, and they're like, oh, you could upgrade early. And I'm like, oh, fucking, fucking cool. That's good. And so um, this was this Saturday. What was the bank holiday that we just had on the Monday? I, I've lost track. Uh, I've lost days. But it was a bank holiday, not this past Monday, but the Monday before that. Yeah. So I was working, and um, oh no, this, I did this on the Friday. So on the Friday, I got everything organized, and they were like, it'll be with you on Monday. And I was like, all right, cool. So Vodafone gives you a tracking number, and they say on the website, after they send you the email, you can track your the progress of your delivery here. This is the best place to do it. Basically saying, don't fucking call us. Just do it on the website. So I check it Saturday, nothing. Check it Sunday, nothing. Check it early Monday, nothing. So now I'm fucking pissed off. And I'm like, why isn't this coming up? So I go on the web chat. I was going on the web chat, and I was talking to the people, and they're like, Oh, yeah, it'll be with you by 6 o'clock. You'll get a, like a text message to say, DPD will deliver it to you by, we'll give you an hour time slot. I was like, oh, hour time slot is good. So now we get to like 10 o'clock, still no text message. So then I go back onto the web chat. What's going on? Oh, yeah, it'll definitely be with you today. Nothing. It'll get to like around, just before I'm going to work at like 1 o'clock. What's going on with this phone? It'll definitely be with you by 6 o'clock. Then I guess to like four o'clock, and I'm like, "What's going on with this phone?" Oh yeah, because of the bank holiday. I was like, "No, oh. you didn't fucking say that, though. You didn't say that. You said that it was going to be delivered on Monday, and it wasn't here on Monday. So now I'm kicking off. I'm complaining. I'm complaining all over the place. I wasn't actually into the shop. I went down to the shop the following day on the Tuesday. Well, it still wasn't there on the Tuesday. Went down to the shop on the Tuesday. And I was like, "Yo, just give me one of your phones. Like, give me one of the phones, and I could just put it here." And the guy was like, "Can't do it." I was like, why can't you do it? He's like, because the phone is already on its way to you. And I was like, I don't care. I was like, I don't care. Why can't you just give me one of your phones? He's like, no, I can't do it. And I was like, that, thanks for nothing. That's fine. So then finally I got the phone. I got the phone and then I went to go talk to um, somebody in customer relations uh, with Vodafone. And I, I, when I sent in the email, I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I want an Apple Watch. I want, I want you to give me an Apple Watch for the the, the thing that you fucked up. Not even like, I wish to be recompensed for this. Is that I'm a fucking Apple no, Watch? No, I said I want conversation starting at an Apple Watch. That's what I said in my email, right? And so the guy emailed me back and he was like, well, what can we do to what can we do to make this? I was like, you read my email. That's why you called me. Don't ask me what you can do. I want an Apple Watch. And then he was like, well, we can't give you an Apple Watch. But he's like, I understand. Blah blah. blah. It was a bank holiday. I was like, are you gonna give me the Apple Watch or not? And he was like, no. And I was like, well, I want to take, I want to take this complaint further. But then uh, he wore me down. I couldn't nip anymore. I nipped as, much, as, far, I say, as far as I could. I, Andy Mack has never looked prouder <laughs> so, in his entire life. Guess to what the I man got. that's... Uh, what? 30 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> I got 30 pounds off my fucking bill. And that was the end of it. <laughs> oh, thank you. So, the big um, nipper. The big nipper. I got, out, I got out-nipped by the guy funny, at but Six months ago, you were like, oh, that's cool. I'll wait till Friday. I know. I should have. I should have. Proud of you. Andy Max looks like a proud father. Your old dad <laughs> is beaming. I was, I was he didn't off. get the Apple Watch. No, <laughs> I didn't. Oh, progress. And you know what? Progress. I, I was happy with I that. Because I was happy with that until today, right? Because I was like, you know what? Asking for a 400-pound or 300-pound watch, that's, that's a lot. 
for for what actually happened is understandable. It was, but I don't want them to know this. They won't no, listen no, to this no. podcast anyway. But they anyway. must know they have failed. Yeah, they must know they have failed. They must You're know right. How they have failed. But then I was listening to a podcast today, and the and the guy was talking to me about he he had a similar issue, and he got a fucking watch out of it. He got an iPod, oh, an Apple Watch out of it. I was like, God damn it! I should have stuck to my guns. It all depends really on how psycho you can go. <laughs> Oh, I can go psycho. I think it, a lot of it depends on uh, how well you know your rights, how well you know their complaints procedure, what their ombudsman and all these kind of things are. Because then if you can get somebody on the phone, you know your shit. You know how it is back in the day if you've ever had a cussy on the phone who knows their stuff. There's nothing like being put under pressure by a customer who knows Especially, what the I, fuck I, I, talking yeah. about, I always man. feel like you know, I never have to even raise my voice when I call a customer service unhappy because you drop a few buzzwords, let's like say... Your escalation procedure. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm really sorry you feel that way. <laughs> secretly inside, I'm overjoyed. <laughs> You're having a terrible time. You can't. <laughs> I remember snapping a pen at work because somebody called me. Is that you work in a fucking call center? You must be a big, stupid, ugly bastard. And I was just sitting like <laughs> two out of three. Yeah. <laughs> You're sitting hanging. I've got this cunt's address. <laughs> I know, right? It's no very far away. That's a day's drive. Would you drive a day just to kick somebody in the balls? Um, maybe a day, like 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 on the road for twenty four hours, or like, like sleep within over a, it's and... a day's drive. So like you're... yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe I'd do it. Depends what they've done. Beat the balls off them. Yeah, why not? <laughs> and, well, no, that's the different thing we're talking about. Anyway, carry on with your story, Mike. <laughs> yeah, but that, that's pretty much it. I mean, uh, but I got to New Four. Oh, I know it's not it. It goes into another part. So. <clears throat> My oldest daughter, Skyla, she's she's big into her gadget. She she takes after me. I, I kind of got her hooked into all that bullshit. And then, um, so yesterday she sent me a text message. Maybe I should just read the message out. Um, just, oh, she, she texts you. She did text me, yeah. I had to have a conversation with Riley today about phone etiquette. Why? Again? Again. She brings this up. He's like, <laughs> Fuck son, you need to off. text us back. Like, go- he's going to go and be like, you're never there, dad. I'm like, oh, no, I've still got the fucking text messages on my iCloud. You can fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> so carry on. Um, yeah, so she wants my old phone, my iPhone 8 Plus. Mm-hmm. But I, I am selling that phone in order to pay for this phone. And I had plans for the other extra 100 that I was going to give it to her. And I was like, it's not her birthday. It's not Christmas time. This is like, I was going to save this for the Patreon, but I guess we can do it now. Tell me if I'm a bad dad. This is bad dadisms, bad right? Dad. <clears throat> All right. So she was like, I'll, you know, I want I want the phone. And I was like, well, I'm selling it for 200. I'm not going to just give you a 200 pound phone. Like, you don't really need a 200 pound phone. You're 10 years old. And she wrote back to me, uh, daddy, I'm your firstborn child. Please give me the phone or I can't call you. She wrote to me. I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? What? what? I was like, absolutely genius. not. I love it. I was like, I was like, you don't need a two hundred pound phone. I was like, I'm not sure why I'm having this conversation with you right now. That's today she was like, today when I picked her up from school, she was like, Dad, I'm sorry, but am I a scumbag for not wanting? I had plans for that money. No, not at all. Look, I, no, I have, I have this conversation all. all the time. Like, I'm quite happy to reward Riley when he's done something. Yeah, like we have a money based reward system for his football. Okay. Which is costing me a fucking fortune, by the way. You know what? That's why he's playing so well. I kept seeing you posting right, on Facebook. So last season, last season, but the first half before the summer, Riley scored six goals, something like that. Yeah. So in the summer holidays, I say, right, my uncle Joe used to give me fifty p a goal. Inflation. Inflation. Goes, right, I'll give you a pound a goal. Mm. And since you're a winger, fifty p an assist. So wait, when do you give him after the game, or is it like a lump sum at the after end? After the game, yeah. After okay, the game. After so game. like, so I'll give you a pound a goal. 50p an assist, 
And if you get man of the match, it'll be a fiver. Mm-hmm. So, second half of the season, not including the first six, mm-hmm. 26 goals. Yo! Three man of the match. And he's the only, because they play three 15-minute games, he was the only player up until recently to have scored a hat-trick in like a single match. The other week he cost me nine quid because <laughs> he scored four goals and got man of the match. He's got shit he's got to buy, obviously. You know what I mean? So, yeah, you have to have the reward system. Like, his mum's a bit more lax. Not in a bad way, but like, she's like, I'm going to get my treat. I'm like, why? What's he done to deserve the treat? Yeah. I'm not exactly. Ar- not trying to be an arsehole, but yeah. like, or, like, you'll appreciate him more. If he's done well at school, I'll buy him whatever he wants. Yeah. Or if it's Christmas or his birthday or, mm-hmm. again, like with the football. Yes, 100%. But if it's just like Tuesday and they're like... <laughs> it's Tuesday. <laughs> it's Tuesday. Dad, can I have your phone? No. No. No, you can't. <laughs> like, if you didn't have plans for the money, but like, oh, yeah, here you go. If that was just going to lie, because a lot of old phones when you upgrade just sit in a drawer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then I. Yeah. Person. No, it's still, the reason why I upgraded now is because the phone still has value and I can put money toward this and then I could, I can get some other cash for it. But I was like, it's not your birthday. It's not Christmas. No, hell no. And like uh, when I was talking to Connie about it, because the girls are, <clears throat> they're having issues kind of staying in the new place now. So it's just because they're not used to it yet. Oh yeah. So I was like, I, and I'm setting up a, a reward scheme for them so that the longer they stay with me, stay overnight with me, then you know they'll get prizes. So I have ice skating uh, as one of them. Um, there's like, Italian restaurant uh, that we went to in London that's in, in Edinburgh called Vapiano's. We're going to go, we're going to maybe do that if they hit a certain amount. And then I was thinking about, I was like, do you think I should give the phone as one for nah. like a certain amount of nights? And I was like, not that's a lot of money. <laughs> like, that's you, way you, too you, much you've money. Got to, you've got to have, especially with change with kids, you have to try and make it something until it becomes normality. Yes. Especially in that situation, just from my experience of being a, like a, a separated parent. Did you have issues with Riley? I know this is kind of changing not, topic not here. Not even but. so much issues, but like you have to sort of be very aware yeah. that all of a sudden the kid's entire life has changed. Has changed. And yeah. kids fucking struggle with change. Adults mm-hmm. struggle with change. So you have to have, you have to make sure there's a routine. Yeah. And not even so much like you can have a rewards, so you can just introduce more fun things or for the first few weeks you're there, make it really fun until it becomes a normality. Yeah, that, that was my thing. I didn't really set in how much change was happening until I actually thought about it and I was like, shit, I need to acknowledge that to them, which I did. And um, yeah, it, it's just trying to get them to slow. It's just going to take time. I've only been there a month. Oh, yeah. So it's just going to take a little bit of time. So The phone would have been a really good incentive one to use. You know, had that issue come around, say, maybe August, start of a new school year. Mm. You know, if you could prove that you could have these grades or whatever it is, some sort of target-based thing over a longer period of time, maybe yeah. the value of the phone, you know, would be worth it. But I see what you're saying. It's just like, you know, it's, it's a lot of money. Yeah. You have to have but it over a so long, that... say a long target, maybe over something over six months, you know, if you were going to dance class or something, you know, if you could do this and then do a show, go stars and all that. And yeah. the, at the end, a much longer sort of target-based thing. Oh, okay, I got you. Do you yeah, see what yeah, I'm yeah. saying? You have yeah. to have it in place as well, though, so you can take it away. Like, a few weeks ago... <clears throat> I can't tell anyone what to do with their kids. because No, that's good, kids, though. But I don't have that's kids. Good. But that's the way good. I see it would be, that's something like that is a longer-term incentive rather yeah. than... But you'd have you know, to understand as well that these things are... Um, these things are... Uh, they're a privilege. Like, because Riley's a well-behaved kid. Never had problems with him, ever. He's a good school. kid. I can And then, a um, couple of weeks ago... His teacher, I pick him up every Friday. His teacher is standing at the gate, Riley comes up and says, my teacher wants to speak to you. Uh-oh. 
Apparently she's been chatting in class, Ooh. not misbehaving, but like not listening, probably taking too long to do stuff. And she's like, "What is no, buddy? The, the, yeah. Who's the kid? What's Harvey. the kid? <laughs> yeah, oh, man. Like, yeah, they're funny together, man. But he's 10 year old. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, but she's yeah. like, but the thing is, what I appreciated was that she came to me. She goes, look, I've told him off, but this has only been happening for the last 10 days or so, but it's not like him. So mm. I have to flag it. Yeah. So I sat and had a chat, found out what was bothering him, sorted that because, but look, that's not an excuse to misbehave at school. So yep. you have a week to turn it around. Otherwise, no PlayStation, no football, um, no sports club for a month. Ooh. I was like, look, these are these are all privileges that you have. These are not just things that you get given for the sake of it. So yeah. if I go, if I speak to your teacher next Friday and I've spoke to her there and I've said, look, I'll come back and speak to you next week. And if you've been anything less than the perfect pupil, it's gone. That's it. And then Wrap after that shit up. Went and spoke to yeah, but you need to stick to it then because so yeah. many folk would just be like, well, well fuck it, Kim, I'll get out my hair on Saturday morning, go well, play football. It. Yeah. And then that just completely means that, you know, the threat. Yeah. For that weekend, I took his phone off him. Mm. So that whole weekend, I said, right, you're not getting your phone this weekend, though. He's sitting texting his mates. And <laughs> my dad's like, you don't text, he don't text you back anyway. So it's exactly. really like, not going to fucking bother you, is it? <laughs> but he's like, can I watch YouTube on my fire stick? I was like, no, no, you fucking no. can't. No, you and can. I was like, so the next week, everything's sorted. He goes, look, that's cool. That's brilliant. But if it happens again, you're not getting a week to fix it. Yeah. That's it done for a month yeah. until you figure it out. So you've got yeah. to have that. You gotta be, you gotta be firm, and like, because of the 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 changes that have been happening with with the girls, like sometimes my oldest daughter, like she'll kick off and like she'll she'll like start hitting her sister or something like that, and I'm like, look, everyone gets the opportunity to feel shitty. I don't say shitty, but everyone gets the opportunity to feel bad. Don't take it out on me and your sister. Like yeah. that has nothing to do with us. And I always make sure that if she does, I always go go upstairs, go in your room. I'm not gonna take everything off you. Go color, go read, go do something. So she likes, she likes to draw or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I was like, go up there and draw, go up there and read, and just go relax yourself, and then come back down when you're ready. And yeah. then it normally settles her down. She yeah. comes back down like, oh, what's for dinner? And I'm like, oh, yeah. Don't give them the opportunity. Eat now, yeah? Oh, <laughs> do like, you, see too, you see too many parents are bothered about their child liking them. Yeah. I'll give a shit. I never, like, <laughs> it's I've, always, I've always been the disciplinarian, not strict, because my mom and dad were, were not strict, but if I'd fucked up, I would I can't imagine it. Mama Pat's being... Oh, what's happening, sweetheart? All right, darling. Fucking right. She's mellowed out now, that's probably. You yeah. said this to Bill Cosby, but it's like, that's not your grandmother. <laughs> yeah. like, I have this argument. So we go to my mum's house every fucking Wednesday for our dinner. Every Wednesday when I get the wee man, I pick him off the after school club, we go to my mom's for tea, have mm. dinner, have a chat. Him and my dad have a game of chess. It's lovely. Yeah. But we go down there, and I'm sure I've told this story before, and mum goes <laughs> mentally for it. When I was staying there for a bit after me and my ex were up, it was about, it was about nine o'clock or whatever, it goes that, right? Go downstairs and say goodnight to your granny and granddad. It's like, okay, cool. Comes back up with a fucking chalk ice. Oh. And I, went, I took off him. I was like, it. who the fuck did you get? He's like, granny gave me. And I went down and I was like, mum, <laughs> what the fuck is this? She goes, what? I was like, it's nine o'clock. He's in his pyjamas and I've sent him downstairs. What do you think he's in That's for? why we love mama pants. <laughs> oh, don't worry about his sweetheart. And she's, she's got like, toothpaste still in his mouth and brushing his like, teeth. She's giving him chocolate. Like, it was my was job. vanilla ice cream, Mike. <laughs> 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 oh, don't worry about it, sweetheart. I'll be fine. Just stay down here and eat it. Daddy won't take it off you. It was my job to raise you, <laughs> not him. <laughs> I always think your mum sounds so nice when she phones. Like, and, you know, you always then put her on speakerphone when you're with her, say, <laughs> yeah. phone you up for a private chat. Daddy, we're we'll all talk, chipping we'll in. We'll talk about Mama Pats when we got into the, my Edinburgh story. Okay, all right. She had a grand old day, but we'll get to that. Um, 
Yeah, so that that was that was my story with the girls struggling with the the transition a bit, but it, we're we're getting there. It takes time. That Foot was in, Mike. That was almost huh? that was, in. Oh, I do, I that, do. That was almost a mature conversation on it this was. podcast. Yeah, yeah, almost. Um, now you want to go into something totally immature now? <laughs> yeah, go yeah. for it. So um, this is unrelated in no way. Actually, no, it is related because like my daughter's now when you know. In the place that we moved to in Connie's house, like they have their own bathroom. They have an ensuite bathroom, right? Oh shit. Balling. <laughs> <laughs> what no, is that about having a shower I in the same vicinity of your bedroom that makes you instantly a fucking baller? I don't like right? I don't really it have stinks. Yeah, yeah. I'd be worried about that. Oh no, you want to get that VI poo. Have you tried oh, this yet? Yeah. I use this at my house all the time. It's a fucking godsend. You just get a wee spray. It's like a scented oil that yeah, goes you spray it on the water on before you go. I've got a window. <laughs> but this you don't even need windows. Mm. I actually sometimes take a shit in there and then sit for a bit because it smells nicer than like the outside. Oh, yeah, the you do out not. <laughs> lies, of course I did it. Lies coming ever, out of your mouth. Where have we ever <laughs> called anyone out on talking shit in this podcast? <laughs> I know, right? Gone for two weeks. <laughs> so they're like, now they have their own bathroom. They get up in the middle of the night and then like I hear them rustling around and they'll go back to bed or sometimes they go, sometimes they wake up and they're like, Ooh. but then they got to put them back to bed. And then I went in there the next day and then like, they left like pee in the toilet and it got me wondering, have you ever heard if it's yellow, yell it, let it mellow, but if it's brown, flush it down. Like, do you, like if you were living with someone, do, like, would you leave the pee in the toilet or would you flush it all the time? No, fuck no, no man. Purpose, no. No. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, on purpose. Not who, like, who, who's letting it mellow? Who looks at it and goes, ah, I'm going to leave that for later. No, well, you don't, whatever you, at, you don't want to wake the whole house up peeing, like flushing the toilet, I mean. Oh, you mean the middle of the night? Yeah. Two, right, yeah, two in yeah. the morning. Or let's say you just, no. you, no, what, what kind of animals are are you all? Well, What's see, Kim, it was different. Like when I, when I was in my mum and dad's house, I wouldn't because like where the bathroom was. But in my house, I do because my bathroom's at the other end of the bedroom, so they're yeah. just hearing that. Yeah, I I, I flush it down all Plus, the time. Now. My kid fucking sleeps like a log. Ah, uh, like just a, a quick turd side, log. Quick sidebar: <laughs> since we're doing a paternal episode, how nervous were you uh-huh. the first time you had to go and swap out a, a tooth for money? Oh, I'm still nervous. Like, yeah, you go full ninja, but you know how how deep your kids get into asleep by that point. So you know that you can move them around a little bit and they'll be all right. And like even to the, you gotta have to remember like in Friends, it was like is it Friends with a tuck and roll? Where, where yeah. Ross was you gotta have to do something like that. You kind of have to fold the pillow over their face like you're suffocating them, I, and then you have to. <laughs> oh, because you resist the temptation. Don't oh, actually you your phone, Mike. Fucking <laughs> now, man. This is going real. You don't sensitive. actually kill. You don't actually kill them. You just but, pretend. But my daughter, she's slick, right? She wrote a note, but didn't tell me about it, right? And then, oh. and then, I didn't know the note was there, so I just took the tooth out, put the money in, and she was like, "Oh, the tooth fairy didn't take the note." I was like, "God damn it! Why didn't you fucking tell me about that?" The next time, right? She wrote something in it. I didn't actually read the note. I just took the money out. I mean, I took the tooth out, put the pound in, and then. The note had a request in there, like a question or something. So I had to fill. It was like a questionnaire. Who fucking puts this questionnaire under the pillow? That. Done that. With had Santa. to write it in. Had to write something in. And I was like, oh, I don't know where the fuck it was. I don't know. The tooth fairy just took it and got out of here. The pens are bigger than the tooth fairy. She to, can't write it. I had to do that with Santa. I done that with Santa Claus when I was younger. Did you left a note saying Santa Claus? Are you real? I'm sure it was my dad with his left hand or something. Like that. <laughs> what did he write? Fuck yeah! <laughs> yeah, yeah. None of your business, you little dick. <laughs> Go the fuck back to sleep. Shut the fuck up. It was a. Uh, you also play that game. Like, you ever had that where your like your kids sleeps in for a while? 
Yeah. But you don't want them to wake up, so you play Are They Dead or Are They Sleeping? Where you really carefully sneak up to hear if you can hear them breathing. And no. then you sneak back out of the room. No, I've never done that. No, as your kid never slept longer than you. No, that's the ah, sad thing. Is. You see these bags under these eyes? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, oh, yeah, ah, back, back to... Oh, yeah, so we were talking Sorry. about flushing poo. Yeah. So uh, always flush poo. Got to get the poo out of there. Yeah, always right? get rid of poo. Um, I did hear something interesting on the podcast, though. Uh, a guy talking about how he never poos into the toilet. So he gets toilet paper and he puts it in his hand and he poos into his hand and then places it in the toilet and flushes it. Does he have like noise? Is this sane? No, that's insane. <laughs> that is insane. See, when that door Absolutely closes, insane. when that door closes, I am in my safe space. Yes. No one knows who I am. I'm doing and heavy plus, reading. <laughs> you do that. You, you have that thing. I don't know if it's just me, but you know when you're in the toilet and you go in and it's full, but you're mm-hmm. bursting, so you're not going to leave. You're going to wait for one to open up. Yeah. And then someone comes out one of the stalls. You have to try and avoid eye contact because yeah. that person knows that you're about to smell their nastiest. You're going to inhale that. Yeah. yeah. That's why I only shit in the house. Oh, really? you're one of those. It's like my body just shuts down or something. It's like you're half an hour from going home, just fucking kind of going to take I don't a know. I just, I've always been fairly comfortable just to go if I need to go. I got bad guts, man. I can't I never, but I'm never in the position where I feel like I need to go. It's so mm. weird. It's like my body's conditioned. It's like you're not going to go and. <laughs> Remember the place, the place that shall not be named, right? Yeah. When I used to work there. Like I've, I've said this a million times before. Folk, you go on at eight o'clock and there's folk in the toilet taking a shit. No good. Eight, you're just like, come on, bro, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> you left the house half an hour ago. I've got my, I've got my routine. You get in at half eight, have a coffee, check my emails, eat whatever I've got for my breakfast. Nine forty-five. In there. Ten. Yeah. Smoke. Back to work till lunchtime. Uh, in the place that shall not be named, did they change the toilet paper holders in your building? Yep. I want to fight someone. <laughs> <laughs> Now they have, the, it's like single sheets that come out. You can't like pull it off the roll. You know what I mean? It's like little single wrap sheets your that whole come hand up. Can I get a good yeah. hand wrap? <laughs> Hook it right in there. I was on the Guinness last night. Wrist deep. I'm sorry. <laughs> nah, good Guinness. You didn't need to wipe. I'm, I'm on the Guinness tonight, actually. Well, I'm Guinness. Oh, yeah, but uh, yeah, I just wanted to mention the, the poop story uh, because... Um, I thought that was very strange. That is, that I think it's weird that you just wouldn't flush the toilet in the middle of the night because you're worried about waking somebody else up. I'd be more worried mm-hmm. about them waking up and finding the fact that I hadn't flushed the toilet rather than the shame of waking it's a yellow up. yellow pee. I mean, it's not sure. bad, huh? Megan had the first experience of mm. sitting down on a toilet seat that hadn't been lifted in a house full of boys. Oh. And there, there was me and I had Rayleigh and his pal over. Mm-hmm. And I knew it wasn't me because if I forget to lift, right, he's just pissing everywhere. No, you know, it's, it's that thing you have to sort of have. Like if you you have a boy, you're like, look, man, they don't like sitting in pee. I hate it. You need to you need to either lift or wipe. Just yeah. one of the two. But that's toilet etiquette. This has been a strange episode so far, and I'm digging it. I feel like the the toilet seats in this country just aren't very very good though. They don't stay up in a lot of places. I no, and you get that like, the fright when it slams back down. Yeah, yeah. Every time I jump. No, I don't like Which is dangerous I, if you're peeing. I swear, well, you can see where my bathroom is there, which is right next to the close. Mm-hmm. I swear it could be half five in the morning. It could be half nine in the morning. It could be half seven at night. I swear to God, the minute my arse hits that fucking seat, some cunt's walking up and down that close <laughs> up a fucking fag. And the other worst thing is that you've sat there for so long waiting for them to go that by the time you then lift your ass off the seat, the toilet seat is still stuck to your ass, and then it clatters back down and anyone about six blocks up or down will know, he's just been for the shit. Never do that when you sit down for too long, your legs go to sleep. Oh, yeah, I've done that. You stand up like a fucking baby deer, right? You start shaking. I'll give you two more. Is that good shit? Someone when you get the twitchy leg, I find oh. it's my right leg. It just starts going. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, right but, oh that's a good. <laughs> this is a strange episode. The <laughs> other one was I found that 
going for a shit has actually got a position that allows me to crack my back really fucking deep. Oh, okay. Nice. Which is bizarre. Ultimate relief. All right. But it is. It's it just like the way I sit, and then you just go like that, and it just pops like right up your back. It just goes so deep, man. It's one of those you're like, oh, man. Yeah, but have, you, I have, you, have you seen these things that have come out, the, the stools, though? To elevate Squatty parties, yeah. So basically... With, We've been shitting wrong. When you sit, when you sit like you're in a chair and shit. Oh yeah, you meant to squat. Yeah. Squatting is the. So they've, yeah. they've invented these stools that slide around your toilet seat. So you can put your feet up on top of them, so everyone lines up. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Tell you what, you've never shat in your life. It's good. How far are your knees up though? Not like comfortably. Like it's like a step. So they're maybe just like the one I was on. It was maybe just slightly above halfway above the height. So your knees are above the seat. Yeah. But because they're supported, you're not struggling. Yeah, I need that. I'm telling you. I'm telling you, that is, you've never shot before. You have never shot the <laughs> episode just, title. You could just, you've never shot before. You could just do that way. A wee. I just need a wee box or a something. A wee foot. Yeah, a wee footstool or something. A wee table would be ideal, actually. When you I'll just fuck a weekend in the bathroom when you tomorrow morning, eh? Let us know. Splash down. Just get okay. one of the kids in there. Just bring, I'll, 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 <laughs> probably I'll, I'll put it on the Facebook page. <laughs> you want this? Oh, you bastard! Bro, or no. <laughs> you want this phone? You're going to get down there and put my feet on you. <laughs> That's a strange thing yeah, to say. That's terrible. I'm sorry. Never mind. Um, so how was your comedy thing? Oh yeah, um, I was take us from beginning to end. So yeah, um, for those of you, everyone will know. I I got a space in the, the Edinburgh heat of this year's So You Think You're Funny. It's a kind of comedy competition where like if the winner out of the hundred and three hundred fifty people who enter get to perform at the Montreal Just For Last Festival. Um, so, yeah, I had the first heat. Woke up, nervous as all shit. Mm-hmm. I'd only really practice, practice the night before. Mm-hmm. The rest of the week had just been memorising my buzzwords because, like I said before, I don't like to have it memorised. Because yeah. it sounds like you're reading off a bit of paper. So, feeling nervous, but I done it the night before and I actually made Megan laugh, which is a real sign because she's heard it all that much. She's that she like, should be laughing by that point. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so woke up, uh, had my mate Ant and Stevie Mac coming around. Stevie Mac showed up like 45 minutes early, so we we're straight on the tenants. Oh. Cutting a boot in the living room. Where's kilt on? I was kilt on, which was a genius maneuver. Showing out. If you're a single guy and you're going to do it in Edinburgh, get yourself a kilt. A Stevie Mac single? Yeah. Oh, okay. That boy got attention, like for days. All right. So went to the train station, met Mama Pat as my pal Fee. Uh, on the train, Mama Pat's and her pal had forgotten to bring booze, so they tanned my bottle of gin. Ah, oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was good. That's a sneaky move. That is a sneaky maneuver. If anybody can do it, your mom can do it. Her and Stevie oh, Mac. Just give me a drink. <laughs> <laughs> I won't say. Come she, on, sweetheart. She fucking. She loves Stevie Mac, man. She's she's fallen under a spell, pal. Uh uh there's going to be big trouble on this podcast <laughs> eh, if you keep talking. Andy's had enough. It's not even that. She I'm also loves DM big... right Because <laughs> I've got internet back this week, boys. Oh, I keep forgetting that. She yeah. also loves Big Stosh. Her and Big Stosh got on like House on Fire. Ah, oh, um, yeah. Stosh was there too? Yeah, yeah. Oh, great. He, he came through and then so... And my pal, Sean, and his wife, Deanne, and their two pals who I can't remember, so I'm very sorry. So we got through, I had a drink in a pub, and I had to be there like 45 minutes early, so it was in a place called the Rose Theatre. Mm-hmm. They have a basement comedy club, so it was like a proper small stage, but like table and chairs littered around the area. Yeah. So got there, met a really lovely, lovely woman called Joanna, and the guy who was hosting it was a Scottish comedian called Scott Agnew, who I'd never heard of before, but I watched some of his shit on YouTube beforehand, and he was really nice. Went in, tiny little fucking green room. Now there's 14 acts, 
Yeah. And this tiny little, it was probably about the size of the studio. Okay. Oh, fuck. But 14 people on like couches and chairs and shit all around it. Free Coors Light. Free yeah. Coors Light. There you Free go. Light. But I think it was I good. Paid. I would have paid to <laughs> drink. It was good though because I'd had a fair you. scoop before we got there. I must have had like six tinnies <laughs> and a couple of gins before we got there. So I was feeling a bit buzzed, but I didn't want to go past that stage. Do you think that's maybe a wee bit much to drink before you went and did something like that? But I guess I felt yeah. fine. Like I didn't feel like. I wasn't like caning them back. This was no. over like a couple of hours by this point. So, but I felt absolutely fine. So I got there and I started to feel like a little bit nervous. I had a couple of Coors lights and because they're a little bit less strong. Saft. Aye. It was free though. And I had eight by the end of the evening. Got there. Uh, I was on third from last. Okay. So there was a right mixture of comedians. So I was quite happy. I thought that would be good because I've listened to a lot of podcasts where like comedians say that... You, Going into like a like a completely cold crowd mm. is fucking tough. Yeah. But if you go on super super late, all the laughs might have been sucked, sucked out, of the out of them. Yeah. So I thought, right, not no by the end is quite. And they were rapid through. So you were getting about five minutes. With some fucking really funny acts. There was a guy called Tarium Boyd, who's a he's a he's a boy from Glasgow. He's a wee Muslim guy, and he was fucking hilarious. He's <laughs> actually just appeared on uh, a comedy show on BBC Three. All right. It was really nice. He subscribed to the podcast, actually. So if you ever actually did listen, shout out to Tarium. Oh, great. Um, nice. Everyone was asking about the T-shirts because me, Stevie come Mac. <laughs> and I did. Me, Stevie Mac, and Ant, all three of us had the Monkey Sword Fight T-shirts on. So I had loads of folk coming up. I was going to say, yeah, did you get anyone? Uh, yeah, yeah. Quite a few folk coming up. Coming from, I was like, oh, what, what's the T-shirt about? I was like, I'm a white guy. I've got a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Duh, it, can you look at me? I effectively <laughs> decided that having a podcast for white guys is like, the modern day equivalent of like homebrew. Oh, is it? <laughs> yeah. Is that the thing now? Yeah, that's what it is, yeah. <laughs> but no, it was I don't good. want to be um, that. <laughs> I see some really good acts. Um, it was actually, as soon as like I started speaking to people, wasn't nervous because it was it was different from like going down to Blend or down to the open mic at the green room where yeah, people know you, they're yeah, going to judge you, it's, it's not even yeah. that. It's like people, these people aren't here to see comedy. Do you know what I mean there's a, there's a different these people in the crowd are coming to laugh. Yeah. The other people who are performing are also nervous about not making people laugh. So it was a quite half the battle. Yeah. yeah. It was a relaxed atmosphere. There was a oh, I wish I'd got everyone's name. There's a a comedian in a in a wheelchair, and uh, he fucking um, when he came out, he begged the compare guy to leave the microphone stand up high. Yeah. He's like, ah, it's an easy laugh. It's a fucking great icebreaker. <laughs> can just it helps yeah. set her. And the guys like the comedian, the voice guy. He's like, I can't do that. I just, I can't. Do and as soon as he comes out, he's like, you tell me to do that. You fucking tell me to do that. Um, so I went up. Um, I'd look. It was actually a really lucky. There was a female comedian called Jordan on early doors, and I'd introduced my, myself to the host outside having a fag. It was Jordan. Yeah. So he just read Jordan on the sheet and assumed it was me. So when the last he walked in, he goes, Oh, you're a woman. And she went, yeah, and then she got a really good laugh out of it because it was just this total thing. And then he made a big deal about calling me up when it was my turn. Oh, okay. So did, people, I, did I get you a good laugh yeah, going I in? Got, I got up. Okay. I, like, I said, I saw my friend. I said, I'm Jordan with a penis. And yeah. like, it, it oh, like, that's what that was. Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. Because Megan was like, "What was that about?" Because that was an in joke for the day. Like, and I thought you made a. <laughs> I thought you made like a penis size reference at that point when you said that. Well, I had, but it was yeah. It was just it was just something that I thought would be. No, it was funny, laugh. yeah. <laughs> um, I forgot when I was... I didn't realise till after I watched the video back that I forgot a couple of things in between. Mm. But I was really happy with how it went. Yeah, it was yeah, good. It was, it was like, funny. Felt good, confident. Felt like I rolled it well. Yeah. Came out absolutely buzzing. Like, I've been non-stop on my phone. And then 
cause of it, a friend of the show, Holly Irvin, tagged me in a status on Facebook when I'd been out all day for a christening. Yeah. And it was a guy called John McMustard, who's in a band called Colonel Mustard and the Dijon Five. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, he was doing he's doing a string of nights at the Fringe. Um, it's like a late night, 10 to half 12, sort of loads of different people there, and he was looking for comedians. Oh, great. So being half cut, I was I replied to Holly's comment, fucking right, I'll do that. Get in I it. then added the boy on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And then DM'd them. And I was like, all right, mate, here's my... I had the yeah. videos. Dude, you get him on for a chat. Yeah, like, well, no, I've said to yeah, him as well. Yeah. Um, fucking, so I was like, sent him my videos and he's like, I love it. That's good. Fucking, right, do you want to come on? need 10 minutes of material. So no. I've got a fucking spot at a fringe show. Paid. Nice. I don't That's... know. At this point, like, I mean, I've, I've not asked. Like, I've, I'm not expecting, you know what I mean? It's like, I've done comedy six times. I'm just fucking buzzing that. No, 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 no. I'll be a fucking So when when's the friends? Is that friends? Is it August? It's August. The thing is as well, if I get into the next so I won't find out if I get into the next round of the competition until the sixth of July. Okay. But if I do, the next round is that weekend at Edinburgh as well. Oh, so you can so get potentially done. if yeah. I get through, I'll have the so you think you're right. Aye, but like it was I was buzzing, like absolutely buzzing because it was like I see you do it in an actual comedy club. Yeah. It'd be like if you're a musician and you get to play in a venue. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, Hell I don't yeah. you get like pubs and stuff, but like an actual, this is a designated live music venue. This was a comedy venue. Yeah. Can it was like proper, like dark. It was all the tiny wee tables and chairs. Can it was like really close to an atmosphere. Like you could sit and hear a bit of banter with the crowd. That's like, cool. That's awesome. You know I mean? It was fucking some buzz, like genuinely one of the best things I've ever done. And then, can it was really nice because my first time my mum had ever come and seen me. Yeah. She was buzzing. Was mom okay with all the content? Yeah, my yeah. mom's got a great sense of humor. Like yeah. She like you have to say something really fucking bad to upset my mom. Like she's oh, that's my goal now. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I so had a good laugh. Um, my mom was funny. She was like, her and Stosh got on really well, and then we're walking up the road. Stevie Mac as well. Just sidebar. We were at the station having a fag when mm-hmm. we first arrived. And he's just sitting speaking to people, just that like you can hear a different <laughs> accent and he's sitting over like that. And then this kid comes up to him. Um, the kid had, the kid had Down syndrome. He was there with his parents. They're from Minnesota. And hey. they, can, we, can we get a photo? He's really want a photo of your kilt. And he was sitting chanting away. These, this family from Minnesota chanting, telling them where to go for food and that. Yeah. Purely because he had a kilt on. Just up the road, two beautiful Japanese lasses on tour and wanted a photo with him. <laughs> he was like, we're outside the pub. Fuck me fag. and fuck you. <laughs> 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 Jesus That's from Austin Powers I didn't yeah, make that up But like He was just speaking to everyone That's an like, episode title <laughs> <laughs> Definitely But I Excuse me my man the, the buzz you got off Of just hanging about with him Yeah And when we got to the pub Around the corner I was like Oh fuck I've left my house key In the green room And he goes I'll go and get it <laughs> I was Do like nah, man, I'll out? go around He's like No I'll go and get it What is it No I even got a photo from him Like is this your key <laughs> But it was like Big cheese in the background like, his key. He was like, And he was Some sat boy. speaking to comedians He got a free beer Because he helped the, the comedian in the wheelchair Helped carry him out Yeah So he got a free beer He was pure buzzing like, ah, Of course helped him out man but Oh he's a fucking for, great guy you know what I mean? yeah, So we're getting the train back To our train journey We're drinking all day So of course you get some Train beers Yeah So four cans of beer And a bottle of red wine on the train. So I had the beers and kind of trains, I put it in there, Scottish trains on a Sunday. They're poor. Yeah. Fuck me. <laughs> so we left at 20 past eight. We're on that train for an hour and 10 minutes. Then I had another 35 minute wait in Stirling on the platform to then get into Perth at 10 to 11. Can you drink on the platforms or no? No, but we did. Oh, yeah. All right. It's fine. But like we got on the train to Stirling and I went to open my bottle of wine and Mama passes that. You don't need that. 
Oh. So whenever I had to have a drink of my wine, I had to like lean back in the chair. Like <laughs> you don't she was need getting that. Good potential. This girl sort of joined in on the train, mm. and again, she was getting really friendly with Stevie Matt, but she's just fucking loopy. Oh. So we got off the train. We were me, him, and Aunt, and this girl <laughs> okay. were going to go for a drink. And Mama Pat's on the road, and I got a text and that keeping out for Stevie Mac. I didn't like the look at that last. Oh. <laughs> Is that the one he married last weekend? Is that what? <laughs> no. But um, yeah, uh, genuinely one of the best experiences in my life. And I, I messaged Rana the other day because I was just like, if it wasn't for her and Blend and this podcast, yeah. I would have never fucking in a million years actually gone and done it. Oh, good that's stuff. a good way to bring it full Fuck circle. You. Yeah. I thought you said you're soft. Oh, no, sorry, no, I said good stuff. Sorry, oh, man. Geez, oh. Really <laughs> Fucking hell, man. My apologies. Oh, Jesus, welcome to my house. I know, right? <laughs> to be fair, I would never thought I'd mishear you saying soft. No, no, no. I said Thank good you, stuff. man. No, I appreciate that. No, I do. And they say everyone who's watched the video and message, I got fucking rakes of messages on the day for people yeah. who like, I know, but didn't think I knew that well. Just good luck, all the Support. best. Hope it goes well. Yeah. People messaging me about the video. Even got positive words off Andy Henderson, which was nice. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what? I mean? what? Yeah. <laughs> yeah so. He's a dad now. He's soft. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. No, thank you, everyone that came. Let's like, see. A lot of people were like, I'm sorry, I can't come. I was like, look, I was surprised that. Yeah, sorry. About no, that. I was surprised they got as many people coming as I did because getting to and from Edinburgh on a Sunday isn't it cheap and isn't it fucking easy. Yeah. So, sure. it was fucking. And they're hopeful there's going to be loads more. So, it gave me the boost that. I'm going to try and get out of Perth and hit up some actual open mics and stuff. Yeah, well, you're already way to do that. Yeah, you know what I mean? But like, actually try go. and do it like once a month, get to another. There's loads of stuff going on. Yeah. You know what will be good? And hopefully if I uh, get one of these jobs I've applied for and interviewed for, uh, it'd be good to go like on a bank holiday weekend out to like Glasgow and then just like, I'm sure there's a couple of places in Glasgow you can just walk into on a Sunday night and just be like, hey, is there an open mic here? Let's just knock yeah, down, knock down a few minutes here. That's what I realized when I was speaking to all the other comedians, like they were from Glasgow, Edinburgh. Like, there are so many open mics in these cities. Yeah. Perth just doesn't have that. No. I mean, Blaine's fantastic, but, but like, I love it to pieces. I love going there, but it's be a different atmosphere on a comedy night, which is what it was for. Yeah. People have came to a comedy Well, show. I used to do the help with the sound for a comedy night that used to be on at the Tams that was run by a guy I used to work with at the place that shall not be named, a guy called Derek Miller. Mm-hmm. You guys remember Derek yeah. Miller? Sounds familiar, yeah. Derek is a really, really funny guy. Um, so, you know, we used to... Well, he used to organise that one that was in the Tams. So there used to be stuff like that. I don't know why... Mm. It stopped, well, but it would be good to have something like it's that. A very, it's, it's, some, it's an idea I had that, and it was, let's say, Rana did it with Blend. I'd like to do something like that in Perth, so maybe later in the year. Get it going? Yeah, just uh, it'd be good. Because like, I remember Alex messaged me about the, uh, the open mic at the green room saying that he'd had a message off of someone who was wanting to try it. Mm-hmm. And but they were only going to date if there was another person doing it. Doing comedy? Yeah. Okay. And I couldn't make it any. So it'd be, like, it'd be good. Like No one thought there was a fucking... A spoken word or a hip hop scene in Perth, and that's fucking blown yeah, up over the last never couple know. years. So, do you know what I mean? It could be. I know some funny fuckers. Make- Andy Mack's probably the funniest guy I know. <laughs> like, know me. Get, get up there, Andy Mack. What annoys me is I'm maybe the comedian and you're the funniest fucker on the show, man. <laughs> get, yeah, get it and make, make let Perth be that spot. You yeah. know what I mean? Let Perth be that mm-hmm. big com- yep. comedy club spot. Yeah, so let, put that's, it on the map. That's something that. I want to try and do because I think it would go down well. I think it's something that could, you know, as we were talking about earlier with the, the live show and that, it's something that could easily be incorporated into that are. A couple of stand-up comedians, intermittent performers, a couple yeah. of you know, sort of poets, that kind of thing. Let, that's just, a good idea. Right, yeah. like, let us know in the comments when you listen to this show. Send us a message on the Facebook page. Let us know. Would you be interested in a live 
monkey sword fight just an, an open night an, a, a, an evening with a podcast slash collection of talent yes, in Perth an yeah. evening with monkey sword fight would you <laughs> but be you're interested? here to see us ah, yes, yes. <laughs> didn't yeah. cheer them louder but I know let us know in the comments would you be interested would you come along would you tell a pal yeah mm. I feel like there's been a lot of chat should we maybe go on one of our features that the listeners are definitely going to have been missing mm, you mean like bro or no hey. oh missed that missed that man ah. yes we got it. It's kind of. I was going to actually add one wee thing in before we did that. Oh, that's been good. If that was all we'll right. Do it again. Sorry, Andy. Um, no, no. It was just um, we got our grades and that have come back in. Oh. <laughs> Sitting back with a first class BSc Sciences oh. degree, boys. Hey. That's my boy. That's my boy. Good shit. Fucking right. So, Celebratory. Yeah. Now I wish I got beer now. Fuck. So I got I got my first class uh, and um, my confirmation pretty much hours and that. So I'll be lecturing at the college next year. Definitely. I've got plenty of hours. Uh, but all my grades came in another straight A year. And some of the grades that I got in this year, I was stunned at. One of the funniest things, just, just, just to throw it in, was of all the modules that you do throughout the year, you do modules that total to 120 credits. Mm -hmm. Your classification is based on your best 100 credits of the 120. So I had a 20 credit module, as you guys well knew, my research paper, yeah. which was the one that I put the most work and the most effort into. And it was actually the one grade that won't actually end up counting in my classification. Oh. Because but all the other stuff was of a higher caliber. Yeah. Yeah. But this is, I'm surprised that you're even saying that you were surprised by the grade. Because yeah, no. every time we talked to you, you were yeah, like, nah, like, fuck I, it, I, phones I never, off, <laughs> everything's off, we're working. I fucking doubt in my mind. Like, yeah. I, I, I don't mean to fucking suck your dick, but I remember years ago when we worked together at the place that should not be named. I knew, you know, you knew who Andy Mack was just for you. You know certain people in that place, mm -hmm. especially whatever department you work in. So I didn't, I knew who Andy Mack was for a couple of years before we started chatting. We were in the same team. And like, we started hanging out. Realised we both fucking love hip hop, so I'd come around every now and again. We just sit and like I used to get blown away because I'd never known you before, and like your depth of knowledge when it came to your music. And I knew you'd done music, but then like when you played me the first stuff, I was like, ah, this is not what you expect from someone. I think the thing is with with a degree like that, it's not like a BA degree, like a music degree, but it's all you know based on performance and composition and all that. It's a science degree. It's the same. Mm -hmm. You'd be a BSc in physics. You'd be a BSc in chemistry. Mm -hmm. You're a BSc in audio engineering. It's a science. Yeah. Bachelor of Science. So a lot of the coursework is um, science-based. It's academic. It's research papers. and. Well, I don't know if it might you be the same. Like when, when We've talked about music millions of times in this podcast. Andy's opinion is the ones that I'm always wondering about because he'll oh, break it down in a way that I don't actually think well, about. It's like when you speak to some... It's like when you speak to Steve O'Grey about jiu-jitsu. Yeah. When you speak to someone who is oh, so passionate about something and they have a full understanding of it. You can listen to them talk about it for hours. Oh, yeah. That's why I was disappointed when Goat Boy came on when we recorded a couple of weeks ago that I hadn't had a chance to listen to the stuff because since then they left the two CDs. I've had them in the car. Mm. And they remind me of... I would have sat and chatted to them at the time, but I'd be like, God, it reminds me of this band, this band, yeah. this album, yeah. this album. But, I mean, you know, at the end of the day, like, you know, fucking hard work, man. Aye. You know, like... Pays off. You know, a first class, a first class classification isn't something you're going to get by just winging it through the way yeah you're going to have areas that you're really really strong in and, and yeah you not that you wing it but it, it's more accessible 
you know what I mean? It's naturally, it's easier for you. And there are other things, like you say, the academics, the research papers and entrepreneurship, making a fucking business plan and all that. You mm-hmm. know, you can't half-arse that shit. Got to know it. Yeah. You can't half-arse because you won't get away with it, man. Yeah. Um, so that's why I just wanted to just let you guys know because I haven't dropped it in the chat because I actually got my last results in on Friday, but I actually wanted to save it till you guys were here. Cause, congratulations, Because you guys have put up a, a lot with me the last man, you know, two no, or three look. months. I've been, you know, fucking... Wound like a, a tightly wound spring man for <laughs> two or three months. No, no, and I, I have been man, and, and that's because I've got a huge amount of pressure on me. Um, because for a lot of people, they're happy whatever they get. A lot of people, you know, two one is a fucking good degree, mm-hmm. but I was wound so tight because the only thing that was deemed to be uh, acceptable to me was a first. Anything other than a first class was a failure in my so high. It was a failure high. to me. Yeah. Um, and that's not to discredit anyone who attains a, a two point one. That's not saying it's not a good degree oh, for me. Your goal. Yeah. yeah. For me, my goal was it had to be a first class. Um, and coming out the back end of it now has been weird as fuck, man. Yeah. Mm. Weird. I'm still teaching. Yeah. Everybody else is done. I'm like, ah. But as well, is it, is it strange to be able to come back and like not have to have been able to, like, because I'd imagine, like you said, the, the work you put on, I was going to say this as well, like, if you hadn't come on board, I'd imagine the podcast would have got bigger. Yeah, but no way. We would have never had the time or knowledge to look into the stuff that can make it sound as good as it does. Absolutely not. No. I think that's been the big thing for me is like the entrepreneurship uh, modules and stuff like that. Now, although I did them last year, that stood me in good stead now to to really kind of be in a position to say, well, I believe that you know this, you know, could be this, it could be that, we could do this, we could do that. So you know, like I say, I mean, I've been. On a fucking razor's edge, man. For but I think it's man, like two like, months. I knew I was going to get the grades, but you can never sit back and say, "I know I've got that in the bag." Till you've got it, and that—that's a brutal. It's like waiting for Amazon deliveries. Like, <laughs> I've been sat there, bro, but for I guess, a week you, and a half, know, every day, morning, you pull, you afternoon, and night, logging on, looking for those grades. Fuck, they're not there. They're not there. They're Did not they there. email you? Did they not say or text you or something? Nah, you just you just log on to your blackboard and it's fucking fucking colleges. It's just got the thing there, and <laughs> you just, just like oh, a sadistic God. pleasure. It is. The guy's sitting there for three days with his finger on the button like, mm, maybe I'll do it, maybe, maybe I'll do it. <laughs> so I thought, obviously, before we were going to start, bro, no, I wanted to just kick back there and light that big cigar. Well, Kim, yeah. what is there, bro? Uh, you, you've just, earned just, it. You've earned it, my friend. And just say, yeah, we're looking forward to the summer now and what we can do with what we've got here and what do the listeners want to see next you want live shows you want more merch what can we do to build this podcast and take up that next fucking well, that's level? it's one you- thing that i took from you like because i remember when i didn't wear the shirt when i done that blending i felt like an arsehole <laughs> and I mean, it's, it's strange and actually i got tell off this with megan the other day like i don't know how to take a compliment mm-hmm. but like see after and andy max a big thing about my stand-up as well just knowing like the effort that I've put into it, trying yeah. to actually watch comedians' specials now, not just enjoy them, but actually try to break Study down the it. timing. Mm-hmm. What's the best? How do I sound? That's how he sounds. How do I sound? And that's a lot as for seeing Andy Marks working right on this, on his music, on his fucking studies. Yeah, it's contagious. It's a buzz. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I think it's as well. And like you, even you as well, mate. Like you fill the fuck out of these notes <laughs> every single week. I put the whiteboard for you up there. Look. Oh shit! Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but like. You fill us up all the time, and I'm like, fuck, man, he's put a lot of effort in this. So I've like, I've had, I felt like 
you guys helped me up my game. So thank you both very much. For because I appreciate it. And it's like the last few weeks and like, Andy, just you tell me that as well. Like, just being able to do this has been a fucking pleasure. Hell yeah. Like, Mike, what was it happening to you the other day in the gym? What? You you bumped into a fan in the gym. <laughs> I, I don't want to say fan. It was somebody who... who We're going to say fan, Mike. <laughs> somebody who, who listens to the show, and I feel bad because if he's listening to this right now, I, I didn't know his name to call him by his name, but he was like, oh, you're feeling better. And I was like, oh, he's like, oh, you took off the podcast last week or you weren't feeling well on the podcast. I was like, oh, yeah, that's cool. And then after he walked away, I was like, that's fucking, that's kind of crazy that yeah. there's somebody who I don't, I don't know on first name basis that that's listening to the show, like, hopefully regularly. Like Stevie Marks wearing a t-shirt all the time, Claire. <laughs> the Audi driver. There's a person in this world who drives an Audi that wears our t-shirt. There's <laughs> probably a couple actually. Do you know what I mean? Look, High rollers like, on there. We've got so many people say so many nice things about this. We've, the download numbers have been amazing the last two months. Yeah. Getting about like. Just sentimental. Andy Max good news and maybe sentimental. Well, well no, yes. just, just before we kicked in, um, just just wanted to let you guys know that because I'd, I'd rather let you know face to face because obviously, yeah. like, like I said, being um, good news. That's the best time, tight, man. That's the best way to share good news, man. Yeah, yeah man. Right? Absolutely. And because that's such a big bra, I thought, yeah, it'd be perfect then to jump into bra or no? There you yeah. go. Oh! Yeah. Oh shit! Mike just smashed it down like LeBron, <laughs> like Jordan in his prime. He threw the alley oop up. I smacked that, that shit. That was ninety six Bulls play right there, right there. That's a strong cigar. <laughs> <laughs> Buzzing man. So yeah, this is Braun not Braun not. I will yeah. say as well, just a sidebar. One of our co- one of the comments from Ali Cook really kicked off a, a live discussion in the, oh, the notifications. I'm go get this up. I've not seen this. No, today. what is you this? See it? You don't get oh, right, so. I'll read this out first, but I'll give it a bit of back back story as well. Wait a minute. Well, I've just seen one that he's put in about men showing their ankles. Yeah, that was directed toward me because <laughs> I said I was going to start doing right, it. Right, this is this is the original post. We'll, we'll go. Oh, okay, the, okay. We'll go into the comments and then we'll do our bra no. So, Ali Cook, <clears throat> the doctor, <laughs> bra no new metal since you mentioned stained. So in and on the on the monkey sword fight page, I, I put uh, or Maurice put. Uh, to quote the late 90s, early noughties band Stained, it's been a while. Nice. And that's what he means. Uh, so he's put, for the most part, was far too emo and angsty for my taste. <laughs> Though there were a few bits here and there that I enjoyed. Stevie Mack chimes in. I'm sure there was a time as a teen I was into like, I was into them when I was 12. Ha ha. Mm-hmm. Good one, Stevie Mack. Joanna Morrison, bit of Billy and Joe. Of Billy Bro. and Joe. Depending on who you define as new metal, Corn Limp Biscuit, Linkin Park, Papa Roach, ETC, all bra. Mm-hmm. So, um, Ali goes into one of his long responses. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he mentioned Sepultura and Pantera, and I've yeah, no, got to give a shout out to Pantera. Man. Yeah, well, like, I'll mention like, the band. Although so, Pantera are not new metal. No, no, he's saying he, he was into Grinch, so he says Alice in Chains, Soundgarden, Pearl Jam, Sonic Youth, Smashing Pumpkins, Faith No More, Brit Rock, Therapy, and The Wild Hearts. There was the UH College Rock and the British Indie Music in the 80s and 90s. The Manics, Primal Scream, Cure and Idlewild. So he's he covering said, a lot of genres now. Yeah, so right? he's saying, this is his follow-up point to this, is he felt that new metal was uh, needy and disingenuous and was hmm. pandering to the S- MTV's lowest common denominators. I think, I think new metal was really uh, a step forward from this, the grunge sound. Because for me, new metal starts in 1994 with Korn's debut album. Oh. 
I fucking love Wait, that. I don't bit. understand because uh, I'm not really into that type of music, right? Like, yeah. so, so corn you, and limp biscuit, I would never put them in any type of category. Like it had a, a weird. I'm trying to think of new metal. Was had I think set. new metal? I think it bands like corn. I think it bands like the Deftones. Mm. I think Def the Deftones are. I always thought it had a bit of a. It was more. It had rap in it, but. That, corn that was, do rap no like. but they had like a certain that element of it because their bassist Fieldy had this weird sort of like slap bass style that made it sound a bit darker but at the same time the way they would sing uh-huh. or the way they would perform was a bit more like a rapper okay like uh, Chino uh, Marina from uh, the Deftones uh, I would call it heavy metal that was infused with things like alternative rock particularly a lot of things like hip hop as well mm. yeah um, so it was like rock infused with grunge. something yeah, yeah. Just, okay they, gotcha they were gotcha. less singers than they were they were rhyming, but they were shouting. It was, I mean, they weren't rapping, but they weren't actually singing. Okay, because I would put those other three in that the, the Joanna's post: uh, Limp Bizkit, Linkin Park, and Papa Roach. I would include all them in that one group. Saying, so that would then that would then develop, and they would have these bands who would have a DJ. Yes, just to scratch. Yeah, that's something you know that, I mean? that, that, that was, the, the hip hop influence. Yeah, yeah, it's like even Slipknot had a DJ and a synth player. Okay. Do you know what I mean? So I had that. About <laughs> four cunts that play the fucking drums. <laughs> <laughs> I have a signed Slipknot guitar in a secret location. I know. You t- remember you telling us that about a year and a half um, ago. So the, 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 comments, the comments really kicked off in this. Um, yeah. Joanna was broad. Like, so I, I'm going to say broad because new metal was like, so it kind of like people who'd have grown up in the, the late 80s and 90s would have had hip hop. Yeah, or grunge in the mid nineties, or EDM house music when it kicked off in the nineties. Mm. Going into like, um, I for me, like darker hip hop like Eminem and new metal, that was the thing that was happening around the time I was going sort of twelve to fifteen. So it was this brand new thing where it was like your in your. It, was, it felt like it was an outsider type of thing. Probably mm-hmm. didn't now because it was a massive million dollar industry, but at the time. I said, fuck it. Not everyone likes that. I'm going to like that. So I fucking love New Metal because it was like, it was bands like Limp Bizkit and Corn. New and that. Metal was the rock of that was time. Was the guitar culture of 90. I mean, I would say New Metal really is born in sort of 94 with Corn's Farm, but I would sort of say that sort of 96 to 2002 period. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Think well, how big Rolling was by Limp Bizkit. Huge. In the year 2000. Actually. That was, Massive. I, I really like new metal. That's, that's what a, that is. That yeah. that's probably has gotten me into it. That has probably gotten me to listen to things other than hip hop. New new mm-hmm. new metal. Well, and then you look it? at what yeah. comes off the back of new metal is <clears throat> you know things like Linkin Park. It was the emo sort of phase of around about two thousand and three, four to around about two thousand and eight, and things like My Chemical Romance and all that kind of yeah. shit on the back of it. It's all just a progression. I think it all your opinion it all boils down to when you were born. Yeah. You're like me and you were born in eighty three. Yeah, you're gonna be a fan of things like the Deftones and even harder stuff like Pantera, Sepultura, all that. Because that was what was big at the time. Yeah. Right? As yeah. you were growing up in that age. If you were born five, ten years later, then it's probably going to be things like Fallout Boy and My Chemical Romance and stuff like that, more emo mm. kind that of stuff. That was crazy. Pop, that, uh, it this was, debate always happens on the Joe Budden show where they talk about what pop music is. Pop music is just popular. It's not necessarily a genre. Britney Spears isn't pop music. Well, she was just popular pop, at the time. Even popular from, at even the age from, that you That was pop. My Chemical Romance was pop at the time. 
around yeah. around the new metal time as well fucking pop punk was fucking kicking off yeah do you know what I mean I'm You're, going for a piss but all I'm going to say is bravo you guys finish this yeah. one up you think like fucking Blink-182 came out around that time there's all these weird pop punk bands that was meant to be punk music but was poppy as fuck yeah that was huge well, and I think that without bands like uh, Linkin Park and um, what was the other one and, and uh, Limp Biscuit, like I wouldn't, I probably wouldn't, I definitely wouldn't have heard Pod, mm-hmm. and I definitely wouldn't have been at that concert a couple of months ago yeah. listening to the '68. I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have even thought, thought yeah. of, of, of sitting down listening to uh, a, a guys playing guitar on stage. It's Never. like you think about it as well in terms mm-hmm. of like it was just. It was such a you have to have those mainstream bands. Yes. That for any for any genre of music, there is a mainstream crossover. If I said to you, name me a country yeah. music star, we'd both be able to say like Johnny Cash or fucking Billy Ray Cyrus. Yeah, do you know what I mean? Those are just yeah. people we know. Like you can Nelly. Even your granny will <laughs> even your granny will be like, Oh, Jay Z and Doctor Barry, whatever it's fucking you know, yeah. things like that. There's always yeah, crossover like Conor McGregor is to con- to combat sports. There's always that. Yeah, that's a fair that comparison. Yeah, even you'll know, even though you'd have been more focused on hip hop. Yeah, I feel like I was quite lucky because I had Paul blasting hip hop at one speaker, and then my mum and dad playing like all the old <laughs> punk music at the other speaker. Yeah, so any sort of rock hip hop crossover is right in my fucking wheelhouse. <laughs> yeah, I, I like all that shit. Yeah, but I think as well as it's, <clears throat> it just means it's easier as you get older to admit that you like stuff that at the time. You, didn't you wouldn't like. have said. Yeah. On the way over here, the mm-hmm. word of a lie, I had my phone on shuffle, and it went from like fucking. It was Frank Gallo's band, the Frank Gallo's and the Rattlesnakes, straight into "Tearing Up My Heart" by Insync, oh. and I didn't skip either of those tracks. <laughs> I love that I have shit. No fucking shame <laughs> in saying that. But like when you're like fourteen, your pal's like, oh, "Insync, I shit." You're like, "Yeah, man, fucking, uh, that's gay." Uh full disclosure: I went to an Insync concert. I got free tickets to go to an Insync concert at Giant Stadium. Upper deck. What with some chicks, though? Does that help? If you pulled them, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of course it helped. <clears throat> All right. So uh, I'm going to say bra to new metal. Bra. That was a bra. bra. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was a long Big part of growing up for me, that music. Yeah, me too, Huge man. Part I was like, of growing up for well, me. Chocolate Starfish and Hot Dog Flow was like the first album yes. I listened to that I had swearing on it, and it blew my fucking mind apart. Yeah. yeah. Deftones' first album, Deftones uh, around the fur, particularly around the fur. That was a game changer. Around the fur, around the fur. Deftones' oh. second album. That's new metal for me. And just, just, just quick sidebar. If you can answer quickly, mm-hmm. first album you remember being given that stuck with you. G- being given, like uh, you, you found or you listened to and thought, "Fuck me, this is special." Mm, like the I first one you can like remember back in your head that like you were given or was listening to and wonder what the fuck is this? Oh, uh, I could tell you the one that made me go, "What the fuck is this?" Would be Frank Zappa. You are what you is. I discovered that when I was about nine, and I used to try and like drum along with it. Um, a wild album, and that's probably why, after all these years, I still listen to the guy. Because when I heard it being so young, it's just like, what is this music, man? This is not heard anything like this, man. What is this sound? Yeah. Oh man, he stuck me up. Oh, I'm on the tennis now, am I? Mine was uh, yeah. I got given Nirvana unplugged when I was like my mom and I found that my mom and dad's CD, and it was around the time where I was noticing people like, what's that? T-shirt you're wearing, what's Nirvana? And like my uncle loved Nirvana and my cousin loved Nirvana. So it was Nirvana Unplug was the first album. I was like, oh, okay. Mm. This is interesting. <laughs> what are these strange emotions? <laughs> what about you, Mike? Uh, the first album I remember playing over and over and over was Jay-Z's Volume 3, The Life and Times of Sean Carter, S. Dot Carter. Played that. I remember just walking 
getting off the train and then walking down Newdorp Lane to go to school and I just bump it. And with my disc man, yeah. and it was just bumping in my headphones the entire way. I mean, that was like the first. Uh, also, another cool story. I remember um, the first album I got um, that had swearing in it. Not the first time I had this. Yeah, this probably would have been. It was the Locks We Are the Streets album. And I remember all the kids in in high in the high school that I was at, they were like, Oh, you gotta get this album, gotta get it. And I was like, fuck it, I'm gonna get it. And it was a big snowstorm. I may have told the story. It was a big snowstorm. And um schools got closed, but I was like, yo, fuck this. I have to go to the mall and I gotta get this album. This is when you couldn't stream shit, right? And so my, I remember my mom and my dad like, oh, you crazy. You're not going out there, blah, blah, blah. And my dad was like, I hope there's not swearing in that album. And I was like, you can't control me. <laughs> I, I want to listen to Jada Kiss. <laughs> I remember I got given a copy of Rolling by Limp Bizkit and put it on in the car and my mom turned it off. Oh, no. I, was like, I would have been like 10 or 11 and it was just, fuck, fuck. And mom was like, Nope. <laughs> I remember snitching up my snitching on my like my older sisters and my cousin because they had the Biggie Ready to Die album. And I remember like listening on the door, just kinda like, oh, they're swearing, they're talking they're fucking is the swear. I didn't say fucking. I was like, Ma, they're swearing behind the door. What's going on? Well, I can't swear. Oh, like you grass. Grass. I was like, <laughs> like that was me. That was me. Sorry, well, I was saying about uh, Stevie Mac got one here playing fives in your Air Force Ones, bro. <laughs> Stevie Mac helped me out with a game of six aside the other week. Yeah, in Air that, Force Ones? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. That boy plays, with enth- he doesn't, he's enthusiastic about anything he does. Which is a good way like, to attack Me and him life. had an absolute howl of, howler of a game each, <laughs> and he was just buzzing start to finish in the pissing rain. So I'm going to say bro, because Stevie Mac played a fucking belter. You can't do anything in Air Force Ones besides walk and look good. <laughs> the way I see it, if you've got a first touch, you can play in anything. So oh, and some Timbies, huh? Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> Babe, you got a touch, you, see, you got a touch. You see, like, all the managers, like, I see if the ball gets booted out of play and he goes near a manager, they'll, like, be wearing, like, a three-piece Armani suit and some expensive Italian shoes. A ball come on either that, bump, back heel over them, catch it on their foot, and then pass it to the ball boy, and they're just, like, don't even take their hands out of their pockets. Nothing. I want to know yeah. what this one is from Danielle Miller. You were talking about happy ending, but then I saw that Aww. and then I scrolled up and then I just saw burgers. <laughs> Let so down. Daniel Miller, our newest Patreon, by the way. Thank you. Uh, put smash burger at Dunfermline. £30 for two burger and chips. Wowzers. Jesus. So some funny mm. bastard replied, did, that, did you get a happy ending with that? Otherwise, you've been done. You've been done. Is that no an American gaff, smash burger? I think so. It sounds like it might be. Yeah. I'm sure I've seen the guy on YouTube doing stuff like Bon Appetit and stuff like that and they're like in his kitchen they're making burgers and that to get, I, I watch a lot of YouTube oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know um, I mean if that's fine those gourmet burger places are all the rage now mm-hmm. so you gotta know what you're getting when you're going in yeah. that's a lot for a burger and chips don't get me wrong that is a lot but that's, that's what it is now if that's 14, if, nine, if you looked at the menu and you're like 14.95 for a burger and chips is it a good burger it, though Danielle it'll be life changing that's what I'm saying but the thing is it's like 30 quid you can go out for dinner most places and get yourself a meal yeah so but you can go anywhere for 30 quid and get a really decent but if you're really in the fucking mood for a burger mm. and you're going to go to a restaurant get a starter a main and a fucking pudding and pay 30 quid anyway yeah but it'll all be kind of shite or you get one Fucking beauty of a burger. Could have got two double cheeseburgers for fucking like <laughs> and a ten sixty man. <laughs> I, if it's I, good, if it's I still good, couldn't justify fifteen unless it's like a fucking like, like wedge of meat, mate. If me yeah. and Megan are going out for dinner, like it's, you know, if it's just like it's like because on Sunday we just she got in late, she was at wedding dress shopping, so we just went. Oh, you got dinner. something you want to tell us? No, no, I'm not. Settled. Way. Oh yeah. <laughs> But like, 
ah, mum would just like, I couldn't be asked cooking. Mm-hmm. She couldn't be asked cooking. I was like, mum would just go and grab something to eat. Paid 30 quid for the two of us to have a meal. Yeah. So if that's two burgers for that, and it was one of those throwaway, ah, fuck it, we'll go for dinner. I probably would. I'll go, bro. Yeah, if, it's just, a, if, it's, if it's just, if it's good, I'll pay almost anything. It's a good, if it's a good burger, I assume it is a good burger, I'll go, bro. I'll yeah. do anything I'm not going to pay £30 for the, I uh, like the American experience in one family. <laughs> no, I'm sorry, I'm I'll not going to pay 15 quid for a burger unless it's like uh, that gaff in Dundee that does like the... Oh, the fat burger. Is it fat burger? Where is it? It's on the... Oh, yeah, I think it's, it's on the Queen's Road. No, no, it's not that one. Oh, um, I know what you mean, yeah. The one that yeah, does like they do the wings like, too, yeah. 32 ounce ones and that they're like 15 quid they oh tonic that's oh, the one tonic, tonic. is great yeah that's worth 30 pounds that's yeah. worth that's <laughs> worth 30 quid for two burgers so I'm going to say I, no I'm going to say bro I'm I'll say bro I'm sure I'm, I'm sure I'm going to do that internet, man. I'm pure tripping man <laughs> while um, while we're on the topic of uh, yeah, fast food American one. Mm-hmm. Um, McDonald's fish filet first of all is it filet or fillet see I read this in the notes I thought it was filet Filet, okay. That's a magic in this house, mate. <laughs> the filter landed on its bottom. <laughs> um, I I read this in the notes, and I was like, "That's Andy McCrimmon, if I'm wrong. That's a bigger thing in America than it is over here." I'll find out for you. I knew absolutely no one growing up that who was eating McDonald's was having a fillet of fish, but you would hear about it on like American shows. My uncle, back in like the early 90s, he used to work at McDonald's. So he used to like smuggle. They used to be like, hey, Drew, throw this stuff out. He used to smuggle shit back into his car. And he used to always have like a fridge full of McDonald's. And that was just what always left over. Like we always had fish filet. So I ate it. And I had one the other night. It's not bad. I mean, I wouldn't. I'd rather a burger, but it's not bad. Is it like a fruit pudding in a fry-up pack? Nobody's fucking in a fruit pudding. <laughs> I'm sure I, get, I told you guys the story of how the filet fish came about. No. Sure, this I, I did. Really uh, faint bell yeah, yeah, no, no, no. Well, let's enlighten us, Andy. So it was created in 1962 by Lou Green, a McDonald's franchise owner in Cincinnati, Ohio, in response to falling <laughs> hamburger sales on Fridays, resulting from the Roman Catholic practice Ooh, of yeah. abstaining from meat on Fridays. While the fish composition of the sandwich has changed throughout the years to satisfy the taste and address supply shortcomings, the framework of his of its ingredients have remained consistent. So basically they had like a a thing where he said to him, right, I'm going to make this fish sandwich. If it outsells your hamburgers, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. then yeah. we'll put it on the menu. And the guy was, what's his name? Ray Croc. Ray Croc, yeah. He was like, nah, fuck that. You'll never <laughs> outsell me. And the guy did. And he's like, cool, put it on the menu. Nah, it was such a hit. Then yeah. became, I don't, it was, I don't think it was a big McDonald's thing over staple. Here. I genuinely don't think it was as big a thing. Over, but then McDonald's didn't come along till a bit later anyway. It's pretty good. Give it a shot. There's cheese on it, though. I'm you not a big fish guy, though. Fish and cheese. I don't eat fish. So don't really? I, if that all. was a chicken burger, Connie always oh, gets mate. those chicken chicken mayo sandwiches. Oh, mate, the chicken legends. I'm like, no, no, no. Oh, it's just a, it's like the the dollar menu, a pound oh, menu, right. menu ones, the saver ones. And I'm like, no, you got to man up and get something real, Connie. Nah, nah, chicken leg and chicken leg end with spicy mayo. Mm. Oof, fuck me up. <laughs> I'm going to McDonald's. Hey, me too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I'm going to say no because I don't like fish. I'm going to say bro. They're pretty good. I say no. All right. But I like I just, the story behind it. I've, read, like, I've skipped by one and I'll go back to it, but it's purely because I've accidentally read one of uh, Claire's ones and it's fucking... Is that <laughs> Chopstick 69? <laughs> <laughs> so Claire, Courtney, I'm sure we've talked about this before, but the comment's brilliant. So let me finish before we get through. Love Island. <laughs> Prediction. Andy, love what? Correct. 
Jordan, straight up. No. <laughs> Mike, I'm going to go with bro. <laughs> <laughs> that's actually correct. That's, yeah. that's bang on. That is absolutely bang on. Did you not watch it last night? It kicked I, off last night. See, I'm not seeing anyone at the moment. <laughs> oh, okay. So that's why I'm not watching it. You know what we need to do? Tangent. We need to get like a dating thing for Andy Mack. Like a tournament. Like uh, a... A tournament? Yeah. <laughs> get a bunch <laughs> of girls. <laughs> <laughs> Jousting on Creek Road. You want this first class bitch? <laughs> Get a bunch of girls that would want to date Andy Mack, and we'll uh, we'll have them read out their profiles. Oh, I can see how well that's going to go down, mate. <laughs> the Patreon, Andy Mack's on blind date. Yeah, <laughs> for the love of Andy Mack. I uh, I actually went on my Twitter the other day and <clears throat> muted. Love Island, hashtag Love Island, Love Island with a space, Love Island, all one word. Missing out. I've muted that. I have no interest whatsoever. Uh, watched it yesterday. Um, it's weird because every, we've talked about this. By, Are you making Connie watch this? Uh, I probably am, yeah. yeah. No, she your... she likes to watch it, but she's not into it as, no, as I No, she loves you a lot. <laughs> yeah, she, and she does too. She loves me. <laughs> 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 Fuck you guys. But... Um, there was a, there's a Scottish guy on there from Glasgow, right? I saw his thing on Twitter. Yeah, he looks like a prick. Do, do you? <laughs> you can't do that. You got to support that. No, I feel no, like I support the Scottish people bro, on TV more than the Scottish bro, people do. No, like, you had to support the Scottish people. The Women's World Cup starts on Friday. Scotland playing on on Sunday at five. We'll o'clock. do. Watch that. Let's do it. I, I will. I'm fucking. I'm watching it. All right. We're actually. We might have to cheer on a national team. All right. I saw his video thing, Mike, and he's like, "I, you know, when I go out with my pals and that, like, I'm always the one that takes <laughs> on Saturday best and that, like, it's like you're an absolute dick, mate. <laughs> you are the kind of guy that gets battered most weekends. Yeah. And then he's like pulling up his shirt and he's got his six pack and that. He's ripped up, bro. No jealous. Game like, white. You can. <laughs> I've said this to Megan a million times. Hopefully, she'll take it on board one day. You didn't want a man with a six pack because when you're hungover to death. That person is not going to lie in their undies and eat shite food with you. Nope. We're going to hit the gym. Mm. Most guys with six-pack didn't hate fat guy banter. Exactly. Mm. Just fucking remember that. Yeah. We'll make you laugh. <laughs> <laughs> we have to. And more. Exactly. We've worked harder for it. <laughs> yeah. We've worked harder. <laughs> yeah, you fucking die. And more. Trust me. So, hey, Love Island. Nah. No. I'm bra. Boycotting it at the moment. But that could all change. So if you find out that I'm like watching Love Island, you'll okay, what I'm up to. Okay. All right. You know what I'm, <laughs> and the I'm up to notes. nothing by the way. <laughs> um... Billy Morrison, um, Donald Trump's UK visit, no. The crowd for his cavalcade going down the mall in London, bro. I've seen a bigger crowd at a St. Johnston game. I know, there was like 200 folk there. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, did you see his tweet? His tweet was like, seen so many big crowds of welcome wishers, no sign of protest yet, but the fake news will find it. And then there was like a photo of a guy on the cavalcade took a photo of a policeman and he put up like what he said was the conversation. was that, me? Oh, very busy, isn't it? He's like, Aye, and he goes, did you expect more people? And the policeman says, yep. And he goes, depending on your viewpoint, it's quite funny. And the policeman just went, it's fucking hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I think what worried me most today was, and I don't want, uh, don't want to put it on a downer, but he uh, he was asked at a press conference with Theresa May with the, you know any potential trade deal with the States. Would the NHS be involved in that? He mm. said, oh yeah, absolutely everything's up for that. As far as what? What does that mean though? Well, everything's up for negotiation. But what would, how would the United States have a, a dealing with NHS as far as like putting money into it to get money out of it well, somehow? The Tories to, to have it up. sold off to American <laughs> businesses. <laughs> That's the Tories, hilarious. The Tories are and to slowly privatize. They their own shit out. <laughs> slowly privatize the healthcare system. That was what was worrying to me seeing that yeah. today. I was just, you know. I mean, um, look, I, I, I think about this a lot because I'm quite lucky in the job that I'm in that if that does become a thing, 
the job I'm in, I'll probably be able to negotiate some sort of healthcare plan. Yeah. The position I'm in. But the thing is, there's so many people out there that... Listen, there are so many people out there who would be in your position who'd be like, well, I'm okay. I'm all right, Jack. Fuck everyone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, it's okay. I'm going to have healthcare because of my job, so I'm not really bothered what happens. Yeah. Because it's okay for me. You need to think outside the picture. It's not about if you're okay or not. Is everybody else okay? Well, there's people who like... That's more the question. There's people in employment who are maybe self-employed kind of get insured because they're self-employed. They could be that. Like my brother, for example, works hard as fuck, is working well and has got a good reputation. Mm-hmm. But a self-employed business like that might struggle to obtain some sort of... Like, people in self, uh, or self-employed might struggle to get fucking mortgages, for fuck's sake. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's- I mean, you could ask, you know, if it was Angela Merkel that was here this week or, or whoever that was here this week on a state visit with all the the banquets and everything that goes with it, but, you know, they're sitting there drinking 9,500 pound bottles of wine with, with dinner. Mm-hmm. And everything last night, and uh, whatever you think of Donald Trump, um, you know the fact that they're talking free trade agreements, and that means the NHS might be up for grabs to these American big business sharks. Mm. It's a scary thought. Like it, it, it's a scary thought. It worries me. I was I was visiting my granny, and my granny is she's she's very old now. She had a couple of falls and that, so she's just went into a home. Mm. This is my first time going to see her in a few months because she's only just getting settled in. And like, your mom's de- mom's my, mom? my dad's mom, so my granny okay. Pat. She's fucking honest. She's so such the the best person I know. Mm-hmm. And just it was strange to see her there, and like it was horrible, but I could see she was comfy. She was well looked after. Place was clean. Staff were brilliant. Do you know what I mean? And but she's in a position because she worked hard. My granddad worked hard, and she's got a big family around her. She can afford that care. Yeah. But how many older people just don't? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Well, I mean, I just think my sister had a baby a couple of days ago. Congratulations, congratulations, to her. congratulations, to her Uncle Andy. Um, yeah, niece this time. Hey, so I have to be probably soften you up, softy. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, you know, you think about that. How much would that have cost her? Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's ridiculous. Yeah, especially but you know the baby's born. You know, a few weeks early, you've got to have a C-section, and then the thing, you know, the baby, the thing. Excuse me, the baby's got to be <laughs> fucking incubated <laughs> and all that thing. Yeah, yeah. You know, with oxygen and all those masks because you know they might be slightly underdeveloped. You know how yeah. much that fucking costs when they send you the bill. You, my sister, when she had my Jeez. niece, she they. I remember there was a there was a fuck up with her insurance, and they sent the bill to the house. For the for the ambulance ride was like fifty grand, and mm-hmm. I was like, I don't even want to know what it's like yeah, to like, be in the hospital for it's, two days. It's, it's incomprehensible to me. Like I, when Riley came along, I was nineteen year old, and a decent job for a nineteen year old, but I was still a fucking nineteen year old. Had no savings. Mm-hmm. I'd only just started full time employment. No pension. No back. And no life insurance. Yeah. Imagine that was me, somewhere I had to pay for that. Yeah, you've been screwed, man. Absolutely fucked. That's uh, just made me think, like with my dad as well. You know, if you you're dying or something's happened to you, you've got a serious illness and you can't afford the medicine and the care. Why do you think in the states they have so many fundraisers, so many yard sales and a gig and all this sort yeah. of stuff to all put money in because Joey's needing some sort of treatment for his spina bifida or he's mm, got yeah. this, he's needing a new wheelchair. And I'm not trying to trivialize or. or you know, whatever with these situations, but we don't want to fucking but have that. I, you know, you don't, don't want to completely personal. I don't want that. that. I fucking I had I've had mental health issues my whole life, and I went and spoke to somebody the other year, 
And I don't like to think about what would have happened if I hadn't went and How sought much would that cost you in that's California? What I'm saying, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. If, I, if I didn't have the money and I was going through those issues, what the fuck could have happened? Yeah. You know, it's, it's bananas. And fuck you, Billy, because you've really downed it. <laughs> no, no. But it's, I think a great, it's, a, like, it's It needs to be talked about, though, that these are the dangers that a lot of people don't actually understand are a real possibility. Yeah, I mean, I just, you know... He's asked a question, bro, no, I mean, I'm obviously saying no, but this is what's occurred today on his visit, and I thought it's important, because well, it's... Yeah. I, I think that is bra, that no one turned up. Yeah. That, <laughs> I, I, yeah, that, I think that's funny. That Anything is, that makes Donald Trump feel like shit, I think, I think it's, it's funny. I think it's, what, what scares me is that he genuinely doesn't feel like shit, because in his head... I don't think he cares. I don't think he cares either. And I, <laughs> I actually secretly admire me that. Too. Me that's too, me too. Some weird, <laughs> some weird, just like, sheer resilience to not taking on any sort of criticism whatsoever. But then these people who live in the higher echelons of society or whatever, they generally aren't turned on or, or switched on to the general mood of Joe Public. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't care. They're living in a completely different world, a complete bubble from what we are. He doesn't give a fuck, though. <laughs> right, I've got, I've got one last one here. Okay. That we'll do, because this will take us right into smoothly into another feature. Oh, here we oh, go. Here it, we man. fucking go. Go ahead. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Fucking, I've not even said it in yet. All right, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Right, I just want one more answers. Yeah. This is from Steph Benerick. AJ losing to a fat cunt. <laughs> Bro or no? One more answers. Bro. Bro. Inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> and we're no. going to jump straight into sports. Uh, <laughs> let's get ready. Right, I know what you're getting upset about. See, I'm going to treble, treble. Thanks very much. It was mm, lovely. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm going to say in the matter. Fantastic. So I'm going to say in the matter. It's fine. What are you getting so upset about? I'm then? not saying anything. I don't even but care. I can, I can see in your voice. You've got you want an answer. My voice isn't getting high. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, yeah. So we're going to a more recent event. Anyway, I'm, I've done my bit. It's cool. I've had fun on Twitter the last couple of weeks. You have. I have yeah. had a great time. I blocked you. It's fine. <laughs> so um, Mike wrote something in the sports bit, and I've, I've renamed it. So <laughs> AJ. V's a man shaped like JP. Yeah. I'm so happy, man. So Do you not like him? I just don't like, you know, it's not that I don't like Andy Josh, and I know a lot of people are down on him, but I don't mm. focus on boxing that much. But when Me I either. see the things I see, I'm like, there's a hardworking young guy who's doing well. Fucking go on yourself. But the man's a machine. Like, he looks like he was sculpted out of the finest marble. Yes. Yeah. Like, the man's an absolute athlete. Mm hmm. And he was going up against this guy who I've seen workout videos on Twitter since the fight. Yeah. But if you took one like look at him, he could just be any guy that works in your local pizza shop. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Plays a game of five aside every now and again, but definitely <laughs> he's still got a touch, but no. Nah. Like, but that that was what he looked like. Is he American or Mexican? He's Mexican, I'm sure. Or I thought he was a Mexican American or I don't no, know. Mate, Mexican. Mate, yeah, okay. but and he fuck from what I can see, AJ mm. knocked him down once and then this guy just took him to school. And yeah. Anthony Joshua just couldn't take the punches. But did he get hit in the back of the head, Anthony Joshua? Is that what happened or no? No, I, all I was going to sort of throw into that was what you actually had was a, an accumulation of fights against bums where Anthony mm. Joshua is continually gassed. Make mm. no mistake about that. Time and time and time again in his career, 
He's gassed. Yeah, you made the point there. You know, he's looks like he's carved out of marble. And who's this wee fat guy to beat him? Yeah. But the wee fat guy is an incredible counterpuncher. Mm. He has incredibly fast hands. Against a guy that he's thick set muscle, mm. slow, plodding away, plodding away. After six rounds, he's got no gas tank. What round did he go down in? Seventh. Seventh. And that's the thing. The, the wee fat guy with the fast hands, who's a wonderful counterpuncher, can see you slowing down from the second round, the third round. By the time he's got your timing, that's good it. night. That's Remember, the, the key in boxing, power hurts. Mm. Speed kills. kills. Mm. That's the model. Well, that's, you see, it's like, look at guys like uh, Tyson Fury. Have you seen him? You know, they, get the, they get the foam pads out. Have you seen the speed of his punching? Tyson Fury, if that wasn't clear now from the weekend, would box the head off of Anthony Joshua. <laughs> oh, yeah. He so what would, about Wilder? You think Wilder would... Wilder uh, will be and, laughing at him. Well, that's the difference, <laughs> is you've got Tyson Fury, who'd be so quick, so slick, would box the head off him pretty much till he gassed. Yeah. And, and would continue to do Just so. like, uh, like Floyd Whereas, Mayweather did to uh, Conor McGregor. Just played with, just play with him. Wilder or Fury? Whereas Deontay Fury. Wilder has that insane knockout power. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That again, you know, you just take Joshua into the sixth round, the seventh round. Mm-hmm. Hands bang. are going to come down. But the thing is, that it's easier to hit the guy with the shot because not only have you had the rounds to time the shots, the guy is also slowed down 50% by that point because he's gassed. Yeah. The tank is gone. You see the punches coming a mile it's away. It's like we were talking you about earlier. And you hit. When you hear, like, so I can watch, I don't really like boxing, but I can watch like MMA and appreciate a good fight. Mm-hmm. But there's people who are fucking bang into it, like my brother or uh, Stevie Smith. Uh, Steve, Stevie Smith? Fair City. Steve Gray. Steve Gray, sorry. Oh. I knew it was one of them. Apologies. <laughs> but they could watch it and break something down. So can you imagine having that knowledge and actually being in the fight as well? Yeah. Because I know any time I've ever been in a fight in my life has been, ah! There's been no like thought to it. Whereas yeah. these guys, in, like, so if you got someone like you say, like, What's the boy's name? Andy. Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. Ruiz yeah. Or Tyson Fury, who are got a great boxing brain on them, and are these freak athletes who may look like like an offensive lineman, but can move like a D tackle. Do you know what I mean? That type of thing. Bro, listen. You've got one guy who looks like, as you said, he was carved out of marble, and you've got another guy who looked like the Michelin Man. Who's yeah. the better conditioned fighter in there? Yeah, he fucked them up. I tell you, well, muscles I, I, and physique is nothing when it comes to combat sports. I think, he looked like he was on the gear this time. Well, there's a thing I read years ago, and this is total bro science, but you know when like you see a big guy and they've got that puffed out six pack? Yeah. So they've got a six pack, but it's like it's still bloated. Yeah. From what I read in there, the basics of it is that's a clear sign of steroid abuse. Because hmm. it, it bloats you, and you see it on like women who are on the steroids as well, because they have a of course they're all juice. That's what I mean, but yeah. he never he never looked like that before. But he now looks like even bigger than he was, and that stomach thing. I think he was on He's the gear. He's too big, man. He's too big. He well, doesn't apparently have the... he was seen mouthing to his corner, why do I feel like this? Oh. So, see from mm. that what you will. Let's get the gossip mill going. <laughs> and the Joshua's on the gear. Get them needles out of your arm, buddy. Um, I, I, came up, I love it. And then Sylvester Stallone was like on Instagram as well. Like It's a rocky story. Do you know what I mean? It's a guy who everyone would have written off, took the fight on six weeks' notice. Joshua probably thought he was fighting another bum. There was another title defence notched up, and then he goes into the Wilder fight bigger than he ever was. Yeah. Didn't go down like that. That's the problem with somebody who's overhyped and overinflated, um, is that they generally get found out 
before they get to the stage where they should have been found out, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, yeah. You know, if he'd gone to Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder, he would have been found out, but he's been found out at that level just below that, mm. that. which actually goes to show you probably what his true level is. What a marketing and PR job they've done that guy, though. It's see, been like you know, that with boxing for years, though, He could yeah. walk away now with millions probably he got, That's why I actually man. saved that tweet. He's got... Um, just walk away, man. How much money did he get? Well, he's just starting to get punched. You know, Twenty get million head. Joshua got, and Ruiz got five. That, there's got to be a way to fix that. That's ridiculous. Like, if you but got they, your ass kicked, I mean, you, yeah, you're bringing, you're the draw. Fair enough. But that's what they're talking about for the rematch. No, oh, that's, that's, what that's, what they, the that's what they've earned. Part. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, for the rematch, you'd be looking at it saying probably a 50-50 parcel. Oh yeah. Yeah. Because you got to remember, one guy's bringing all all the clout, all the the views, all the eyes. Yeah. The other guy is the. It was like Conor McGregor linear. wanting more money when he performs because was it ten of the top ten uh, UFC pay-per-views? Yeah. See on that point as well. Would you put Conor McGregor in that same category? Being found out. Being found out, or would you say when he beat Diaz on the way back? Or do you reckon that was just the case that he found his level? Uh, oh, I need to think. Because I that, think when was it Alvarez that he sparked with that beautiful comedy when he became the champ champ. I think uh, Conor McGregor is probably like a goat at featherweight, but he's still got a lot to prove at lightweight. Mm -hmm. You don't go up to featherweight and dethrone the guy who was just untouchable for ten years without being special. Mm -hmm. No doubt about it. Well, and the way the he dismantled Alvarez was pretty special at lightweight. But the problem is at lightweight, you're fighting guys who are much, much bigger. So you go up to lightweight, he begins to look more ordinary because he's in against bigger guys like Khabib. Guys who are cutting down to or get to that level. He's in with guys like Nate Diaz. Nate Diaz is that, another That's natural in sport, Nate Diaz man. Is a, like, you yeah. probably can't even make 145 anymore. Let's Jake, be honest. Nate Diaz is probably one of those guys as well that you would, wouldn't you look at and think what an absolute brawler. But no, as Jiu-Jitsu and his boxing, you know what I mean? But like... Compared to, like, if you put him next to a guy like Anthony Joshua, I mean, would you say he looks more athletic? Which one of these people no, looks more No, I, I know what you're saying, but yeah. to be, like, high up in MMA, you know, physiques and everything, you generally know that, yeah, he looks chiseled, he looks Roy great, Nelson. he's a great striker, whatever. But, yeah, exactly, you look at somebody like Roy Nelson or Mark Hunt, you know they're probably just going to spark clean out. I fucking love out. Mark Hunt, man. <laughs> an absolute, was he Samoan, eh? Was he a Kiwi? Australian, Samoan. Uh, he's yeah. just Big boys as Polynesian boys, man. Thick kings. Why do you think they're so good at the rugby? <laughs> oh, boy. They're, they're like, I don't even know, man. No, <laughs> they're, they're just big, fast the no, people. It. Yeah, the, it is genetic. That's genes, all it is. Their, their bone structure, their muscle structure is different from, say, you know, like we would be. Yeah. yeah we're the same size, but just not as quick. Not strong. Like and that's why, you know, a lot of, you know, black athletes excel at track and field, those yeah. kind of sports, because the bone structure and the muscle structure is actually superior. Quick twitch muscles. Yeah. Mm. It's far superior to, say, what a white European person, that gene pool would have. Yeah. That, that's why they excel in those sports. There you go, man. Right, fucking getting deep tonight. <laughs> a couple of Guinness, got a couple of cigars going. This is a wild episode, man. So, uh, so where yeah, does Celtic won the treble treble last week? Well, hold on, wait. So, what's um, <laughs> what's next for Ruiz? You think a rematch is next for Ruiz? Well, be, he's yeah. come out and said he'd take the rematch, and to be fair, look, Why like not? like you <laughs> said, like we said there, even if what actually did happen was a freak incident, yeah. So let's say like it wasn't no. No, that's what I'm saying. But I'm, say for instance, it was like say Joshua comes back. He's got himself back, he's trained well, and he fucking dismantles Ruiz. 
Reyes has already had his moment, and the second time around, he's fucking getting a bigger purse. He's got nothing to lose in that respect. Nope. It's like the old sort of question: Would you rather? Would you rather have a really consistent, long-lived, high, you know, career at the highest level of sport, or would you rather be a flash bang one in the pan? Kim, I mean, kind of like world yeah. champion. Yeah, or that's have a long is, career where is, you say he'd never made a, it. Is there a disrespect then in uh, in him saying, "Kim, what? No, I don't actually. He's not." See, like you say, it was just his night. Do you know what I mean? Just like, like, like when the when a big team gets beaten by a wee team, things like that. It was just his night, and he knows that. Is there any disrespect in him taking a final pay? I don't agree. I don't agree that it was. No, that's his no, night. I'm saying. I'm just saying as a for instance. Right. Sure. I'm not trying to take away. Wait, say that again. Say that again. So, say it was. Say Rees wasn't a good boxer. Yeah. And that was just his night. Yeah. That was his night, and he takes the rematch, gets an absolute spanking, mm-hmm. takes a massive payoff, sides off into the sun. Okay. Is there less respect in that than taking a doing and then continuing to take doings and go and then just dissolve into mediocrity or just live as that fucking I had that I fucking smacked Danny Joshua but made him look like a bitch and then settled. I, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't think any less of him either way. I mean, he still did beat Anthony Joshua. He still did win all the belts. So I mean, respect either that. way. But that's what Michael Spinks did. Michael Spinks was undefeated champion boxer. And I think Michael Spinks was undisputed light heavyweight champion and then lineal heavyweight champion of the world. Mm-hmm. Then he got smashed to pieces by a guy called Mike Tyson <laughs> and he never fought again. Well, that guy, and he yeah. retired with a That's... record of 32 and 1. Yeah. So he hit that first loss to a guy. <laughs> that really hit. And like he the walked away at that point. Like so when the Undertaker gave comparison. up that WrestleMania streak for Brock Lesnar. Bad so, move. But there's a point you're making, you know, the same comment, I suppose. There's somebody like Michael Spinks, dominates, mm. takes one loss to a guy who's then going to go on and dominate and just walked away. Yeah. Oh, because oh, it's the next person, you mean? He's kind of he passing just, it off. Okay. Oh, yeah. He took yeah. one loss, he walked away. Well, you would, though, like, especially now with what they know about even just CT one, one big stuff. punch. Yeah, yeah that's so true. So say a guy like Conor McGregor, Conor McGregor went his, the first part of his gear barely getting touched. And then as he slows down, he went in the ring with fucking Floyd Mayweather, who threw more punches in that fight than he probably ever has in his puff. <laughs> so, I mean, he went in with Khabib, who's a fucking big bastard. You ever, you know, watch guys like James Tony or anything like that? Boxer called James Tony. No. You know, you, you listen to their speech now. It's all slurred. Mm. They sound like up, me after yeah. 10 Guinnesses. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm saying, man. Yeah, right, like, but what? And the shit they know now, like... That's what um, Conor McGregor's coach, when he was on Joe Rogan, I think he said, after the... The Alvarez fight, or, or after the Mayweather fight, one after one big one, he was like, ah, that's it. Mm. Well done. Go and just fucking. Yeah, why not? Yeah, do, do something you know I mean? else. You, you've made your grandkids' grandkids won't have problems for money. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, like, just stop it, but then you kept going. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's. Uh, got to think. Like, I played two years of American football and I fucking hurt. I, I I just feel better now. Yeah, <laughs> I have to do yoga five times a week just for my back not to hurt. Yeah, you know what I mean. It's I don't have that clearly. <laughs> saying that, if if Ruiz can do it, I can do it. All right, let's get into this now. How do you feel about Celtic winning that? Why, why is it treble treble? Is, it should be triple triple treble. Oh, it's, it's, it's a treble treble because tre- what they refer to when you win. 
any three cups in a season in football, it's called a treble. In the English, mm-hmm. domestic there, treble. Domestic treble. A domestic treble. Yeah. So How did you feel, Jordan, when your team won the treble? Oh, no, actually, I, I. All right. So now we're going to get on to. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to try and go no because like it was, it was amazing for me. I'm not interested in how shit it made other teams feel. Like it was some buzz. Take the high road. Yeah. No, no. I mean, see, like <laughs> I grew up in I grew up in the nineties in a street full oh, of Rangers fans. Oh my god! I get I hear this every. Did you walk to school week, in the man. snow with no shoes to, on? And but no, it was it was just good. And like I got to watch it with my old man and my wee laddie. And this was my favourite because this was a fucking hard game. Mm-hmm. Didn't they play well? Teams getting pressure for left, right, and centre. Is Lena get a job? as he know? What do you think about him getting the job? I'm, I'm not. I'm, I'm not upset about it. Who got the job? Neil Lennon. Oh, he did get it. Yeah. Oh, all right. Like I, 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 I get, the, I get the frustrations, <sighs> but the fact of the matter is that the worst thing we can be doing is when the board have given us a manager. Then we like, I don't want this manager. Especially at this the point, you don't really want that. The, majority, the majority don't, and I would have, I would have been happy if someone else got it. But I'm not going to sit and kick off at Neil Lennon's got it because I think it's the last thing they need is somebody else bitching and being on his back. Because it must be a nightmare. Like if you have been given, and he's a fan, so what's he going to say? No, is he going to turn down? Do you know what I mean? Would you turn down the Dundee United job? Would you turn down the Giants job if you were a manager? No, no, I know, I get you know that. So like, don't think we could do any worse. <laughs> <laughs> The thing sure. is, like Lennon, <laughs> Lennon did well when he was there. He's got a good eye for a player, and it's the best of a bad situation, if you ask me. But right. I'm not going to sit and be like, "Oh, I'm pure shite myself for Rangers." I reckon it'll be definitely be a lot closer. Yeah. The standard in Rangers game when they played Celtic has definitely went up, although their performance wasn't great. And that's what I said to a Rangers fan the other day was like, "The diff- the reason Celtic won is because." Even if we weren't playing against Rangers, we were trying to grind out a result. Mm-hmm. Whereas Rangers only stepped their game up against Celtic, yeah. which is why they dropped so many points. And I'm not saying that as a criticism because, like, when they stepped up, when it meant something to the fans or whatever for the old firm, yeah. it's like Davey O said, every old firm means something. Yeah. Regardless, it's me shaking stuff, but the the definitely something needs to change with the buying system at Celtic. We need to actually refresh it, otherwise yeah. it will it will go badly. Because I don't think, the thing is, it depends, again, it depends on what happens to Rangers in the summer. Because they've got a lot of boys on loan as well. You don't know what the money situation is over at the big house. Sound off, he worried, mate. <clears throat> I'm being realistic about it. I haven't, look, don't get me wrong. Imagine I have, that, eh? I've enjoyed you, the fuck out of the last few years. Maybe get one more fucking title and you'll get to nine in a row and we'll just be like Rangers in the 90s. And you're fucking, he's all duffing He's all fucking shite at the last hurdle. It'll hurt like a bastard, but then that's what you've got to love about sport. I, if we yeah. get to nine in a row and we lose. <laughs> will not be saying that's what you no, love you about won't, sport. No, look, nobody I'm, would. No, no, what I'm saying is like, I have to realise, I have to realise we've won eight titles in a row. Mm-hmm. Three trebles in a row, unprecedented, probably will not be repeated in living memory. That's what they said about Rangers fucking <laughs> 20 years ago. Ah, but never won the treble treble or the big cup. I'm just trying to provide some balance, man. Yeah, like, no, I, I get it. Look, and I'm, trying, I'm trying to take on a more objective view. The last few years have been fucking amazing and I've I loved it and I've been a complete dick at times and I understand that. However, I challenge any Rangers fan who listens to this show to put themselves in Celtic's position mm-hmm. and not to have done the exact same fucking thing. So wait, what, what's the deal with, with Lennon? Do, do do Celtic fans just wish he would tone it down? No, it's not even as so much... As far as the extracurricular shit, or do they not feel he's a good manager? From the outside, I don't think they think he's good enough. I think a lot of people are looking at it saying that that's the cheap option. 
But that's and th- they don't want to be going back to the old biscuit tin mentality of the nineties. Exactly. But I think what do you mean by that biscuit so tin? So the Celtic obviously the we have changed yeah. the biscuit tin. Celtic be all were, they had to Celtic spend were on really close. Oh, okay, okay, Celtic okay. were really close to folding. Yeah. Really close. And I'm but not going to go. Why is that shaking? Uh, is that that? Right. The guy, a guy called Fergus McCann, took over the club and literally we paid off everything. Mm-hmm. So there has been, like Andy says, a biscuit tin mentality, putting money away, doing everything on the cheap. So my thing is, I don't think the criticism is, like, a lot of people don't want Lena back because it's the repeat, but I think people, the majority of people's criticism is the fact that the board don't seem to want to spend money. Okay. Even though on paper, Celtic are in a great financial position. Just through, like, good investments. The problem like, is that Celtic are a PLC, though. So ultimately, it is a business, and it's there to make money for the shareholders. Yeah. yeah. So I don't necessarily think, I reckon that, if Lennon had went away and been a fucking unbelievable manager mm-hmm. and the board would have to spend money on him to get him, I reckon Celtic fans would be like, fucking brilliant. But the fact of the matter is he's he's not done great. He's not done terribly. He's he done well. Right he did Hibs, man. He, he did well at Hibs. Fuck, remember, he brought a lot of decent players to Celtic that were then sold on for a lot of money. So how, how does it work with... Um like bringing managers back. Is that something that happens quite often in football? I don't think it ever works. It doesn't no, no but has it happened often in history uh, where a manager yeah, yeah, comes yeah, and yeah, then comes yeah, back? Yeah, it happens, it happens Look, I think if Lennon can do what he did before, it might not be the prettiest football, but it'll get results. However, mm-hmm. it doesn't lie with Lennon. I think the responsibility lies with the board need to loosen the purse strings mm-hmm. and actually bring in a quality player that we can afford. Well, maybe it's hard to loosen the purse strings if you don't trust the guy who's writing the checks. I don't know... You know, it's the manager who's saying, well, I want to spend £10 million on that player. And the board's kind of going, mm. the director of football saying that that's not value for money, blah, 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 blah. Mm-hmm. Exactly, yeah. I mean, so, and what you were saying about the shareholders, you know, if it's a PLC, they have their first obligation is to... You know, make, make money, money. shareholders. <laughs> yeah. but the shareholders yeah. are, are Celtic supporters. There's not many people that have bought into Celtic that doesn't aren't. matter what the supporters think. The ultimate their answer, the answer to the shareholders. Yeah. yeah, but I'm saying like the shareholders would be like, yeah, the team's winning. But you think they wouldn't be happy with the winning it's, over? It's, it's but that's the thing is, if you can win so easily for so long and build that balance, then the yeah. mentality starts to set in is why do we need to spend that money? And I think mm. that's probably what that's to me what I see. As an outsider, Again, look, it's, it's a lot of back. So it really depends on depends what happens to Rangers because they're not the strongest financial team. Mm-hmm. I mean, they have a lot of things, but the, the the money's not well managed. That's proven in history. Who knows what goes on with exactly. Rangers affairs at the moment? Again, but, spoken as an outsider, mm-hmm. like why? There's, a, there's stuff we won't get into, but there's just so many back things that the chairman's. There's so many shit going on. There's a lot of questions about their income to their expenditure <laughs> okay. and how the books are balanced. Mm. That's, okay. that's far. But, but then again, let's like, say Celtic are really strong financially. The sell-on we would have got from players like Van Dijk and Wanyama, who both just played in the fucking Champions League final squad. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? So the model at Celtic for the last few years, and I think it's a good model for Scottish football because the fact of the matter is we're not going atta- to attract world-class players in their prime. But you can get good scouts, identify a decent player who you'll then sell on for a profit. And Neil Lennon had a good eye for a player. So I'm always going to argue for him because I don't reckon that he's done... He's not done badly. I think it's more a fault with the board, not willing to spend the money. Bottom line, choices be made, get behind your team. Exactly. That's why I've not... I'll never get on Lennon's back because... 
that's who was chosen. And the last thing the team needs is to be going on fucking social media and everyone be kicking off. No. Do you know what I mean? So, mm. nah. I'm, gonna, I'm being objective. But anyway, there's always next year. Trying. I've learned. I, I, I think I'm getting better. I've been to. I think I've done well in that segment there. We yeah. asked you a few questions. There you go. Uh, just what you said about getting behind the team. Wasn't happy with the Giants' picks this, this offseason. But I'm behind the team now. It's yeah. going to be summer soon, and training camps going to be opening up. It's ready to roll. Right, fully behind Big Blue. Do you know the thing is? You don't have a choice. You don't have a choice because you are <laughs> picking the team. The team is what it is. It is. So That's it. You can be pick, angry with it, but my, yeah. my old man and would you, always say to me like, if Celtic got beaten, I'd phone him. He'd always just go, who else are you going to support? You know what I mean? It's one way to look at it. It's like, regardless of how badly your team does, it's not as if you can go to another team. No, you can't do that. So you might as well try and enjoy it or try and be positive about it. Just, to, just to wrap up sports, can I ask, did any of you guys watch the Scottish Premiership playoff I watched, final second leg? I watched no. the first leg. I never watched, watched the second the first leg. leg. You didn't see the second leg. Well, I couldn't get a ticket to go to the St. Martin game, but uh, it went to penalties. Mm-hmm. So United were a penalty shootout away from going back up to Premiership. Mm-hmm. Had four penalties, didn't score one. <laughs> they lost on penalties two 0 I don't think I've ever seen a penalty shootout so bad in my life. And shout out to Steph who was on the show from the Goat Boy. I followed him before, that day, yeah, because Steph had managed to source a ticket. I think for him and his. Kid, I think I'm it was assuming, kid, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I was like, fair play, and I was loving his uh, tangerine check shirt, by the way. Deadly, no, I was um, smart, actually. yeah, it was cool, that, yeah. <laughs> I was like, very nice piece of that, mate. Where'd you get that? Um, but yeah, a penalty shootout where your team fails to score any of its four penalties, That's, the only f- team, other the only other the team scores two, it's brutal. <sighs> That's a there was only penalty. Eight, eight penalties See, taken. No, I, I won't uh, say, I watched help. the first leg on the Jeez, train coming back up for Reading, and it was a poor game. <laughs> and <laughs> I was sitting there, I was buzzing, right, because we'd had a rake, we got, um, this is a reason say so, but like, we got on the train, and my work has to pay for first class, it was then in over five hours. So I get on, and I've got a reserved seat, but Megan was in London, so we're getting the train back up, so we went and found two oh, cool. seats across for each other. So we're sitting there, the carriage fills up. I've given my seat to some other guy who'd already sat down on it. Never mind. So I sit down and I find the only available seat there. So I sit down and the woman, the manager comes across to me. She's like, so there's an old American lady who has got an anytime first class ticket. Doesn't realise that doesn't mean she's guaranteed a seat. Yeah. Can you let her sit here and we'll sort you out with some extra free booze? So it was like a wee wheelchair space. So I just dumped my duffel bag down. I just sat, sat in the aisle for mere sat booze, mate. I mean, <laughs> So we sat, so like they, they come round like once an hour or something and give you a tiny wee bottle of gin or whatever you want to drink, like a wee stubby can of beer. Yeah. But every time they came round, they would give us two each. Hey. There's gin. Oh, you and, and Megan. Me and Megan. All right. And then the woman, like, so we ended up sitting, because of the whole mix-up, we sat and explained to this old American woman how the anytime ticket works, and then the guy next <laughs> to her got involved, and then we all ended up chatting yeah. for like three hours. A great laugh. And then everyone else got off. We got a table to ourselves. And the woman before they changed servers came up and gave us two bottles of Prosecco. Oh, nice. She said, thanks very much for that. Oh, man. So by that point, I was like half done, half gone. Lobbed up my phone, stuck my headphones on, Megan went for a nap, sitting drinking my free gin and tonic, like buzzing for this playoff game because the commentator's like, <laughs> this is going to be fucking brilliant. Both teams going for it. <coughs> nah. No, no. <laughs> fucking no, no. And I was like, at least it'll be penalties. Ah. And I'll go to our second leg. Re-. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> There's a reason why I only used about a third of my season ticket this year. Yeah, it, it was wasn't poor. just because I was working so hard in my college and that, but it, 
poor. It's tough to get motivated for it every week. It really is. <laughs> oh, when I think, you know, I've got to drive to Dundee and then Ken all I'm going to spend during the day and that, maybe go for a quick pint for the game, whatever, and all that. And I think about it and I add it up and I go, am I really fancying Ross County at home on nope. fucking freezing cold? Passion doing me rain. Fucking January night. It's pissing me rain. I'm just like, Ken, what? I've got too much on. I'll skip it. Yeah. Man, that penalty shootout. That, that was like it. some weekend league penalty shootouts, <laughs> man. That was fucking terrible. I've ju- I've, I'm sorry. Has anybody ever had their team go on a penalty shootout and fail to score one penalty when they've had four attempts? I've done it. I've seen teams beating three 0 You missed the, the first three, and they scored three. <laughs> but no, has anybody ever fucking lost a penalty shootout having taken four penalties and failed to score one? Didn't deserve to go up. And it pains me to say that. They didn't deserve to go up. No, because they would have gone up and they would have gone straight back down because the squad and the team is not good enough. So, Ken, what? Fucking wrap sports up. I'm raging. Wait, before we wrap up, did you want to touch on the Paul Gascoigne video? Was that real, first of all? It was... uh, It was. Ken, what it is, is... What's this? Have you not seen this? No. So... It's hard to hear it. He whispers at him, like, he obviously doesn't realise he's being videoed. So I don't know, maybe the guy was live streaming, or I don't know, I don't know the background to it, but I just fucking like... Maybe it was just a moment of weakness. You never know. I don't know if he's still been in bad he's, shape he's, he's for a while. Off. Yeah. He's All not right. really, because you'll see him, he'll pop up on a TV. Like, even like it was last month, he went on and he played like a minute and a half in a, a charity match at yeah. Tottenham's ground. And it was all really nice, and now this is a month later, and he's nah. off his nap. Or, you know, he's I I don't want to say it, but it, he's one of these guys that he'll probably be dead within five years, and you go, "That's fucking terrible." But I wasn't surprised. No, I'm, nah. I say this to my, I was speaking to my mom. It's brutal to say, but is, I'm surprised he's lasted this long because he's yeah. he's written like what a player, by the way. He played for Rangers, mm-hmm. but what a fucking player. When you watch videos back of him now, like the guy had a magical first touch. Absolutely magical. There's deceptive speed and then obviously this nature that everyone thought it was just happy bubbly, but he's obviously not a very well man, so no. I don't think he was ever No, he wasn't he? quite right. You know what I mean? But um it just goes to show you what you know, people who get famous who take a lot of drugs, snort a lot of coke and do a lot of drinking, basically that's what happens to you. Yeah. Mm. So stay off the gear. Alright, please. That's sad. Do you do you want to pee and we'll do what are we watching and yeah. listening to first? What time are we running at? This has been a fucking long end. This is like, uh, at the moment, including the preamble, uh, two hours and two minutes. <laughs> fucking hell. Great. How are we back? Uh, while he's away, I'll ask you. I put this in the chat. Okay. We've got to put these producers in your in the order from, hip-hop producers in the order from best to worst. Okay. Not best to worst, but just in order. All right, let's go. So it's Timberland, Dr. Dre, Pharrell, and Swiss Beats. Swiss Beats. Swiss first. Uh, oh, sorry. I thought you meant from like fourth to first. No, so yeah. I'm not saying it's bad, but yeah. I would put Swiss Beats bottom. Okay. Then I would put Pharrell. Okay. Then I would put Timberland. Yeah. And then, then Dre. I would put Dr. Dre. Okay. And that's easy to explain why, because we've got a minute to kill. Uh, so quickly, Swiss Beats. Uh, I think he's massively overrated as producer. What? Yeah, I do. Swiss Beats has put together some crazy shit. Swiss Beats is the kind of guy that samples a little loop out of a soul record and just triggers it over and over again and says that that's beat. Yeah. And then he'll go like, yeah, it's Swizzy, New York City, <laughs> put your hands up, New York, New York. That's what he does, right? Okay. Next up is Pharrell. The reason that Pharrell and Timberland are 
third and second is because although the Neptune sound was a huge part of the early 2000s, yes, I think like everybody from everybody had the Neptunes producing. Oh stuff. yeah, they were great. But Pharrell, for me, I think the name means that he gets to get away with a lot of shite. Like what kind of shite? Don't make me go into specifics, but like a lot of stuff over the years, I've kind of gone, that's not your best work. Mm-hmm. Yet some of the stuff he makes, things like Happy and that are just some of the best pop songs you'll ever hear. Yeah, You don't like Happy? <laughs> no, I do. Okay. That's what I'm saying. So that's why, you know, that's okay. what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. His name allows him to get away with doing shit. And yeah. you kind of go, well, that's cool as Pharrell. Timbaland, number two, because his sound is so influential, man. Mm-hmm. Again, that mid-2000s sound. Him and Scott Storch, they were the yeah. big boy players from like 2004 to like 2010. Scott Storch, yeah. Scott yeah. Storch is the fucking man. Yeah, he had a big couple of years. A big couple of years. Put it all up his nose for a while. But. Go and pull up on YouTube Scott Storch's 50 greatest fucking production <sighs> tracks, and you'll sit there like through at least the top 30 and go, banger, banger, banger. Oh, all, he ah, was ASCAP yeah. Songwriter of the Year for 2004. That's a huge award. He's back. He's, yeah. And he's the meanest keyboard player you ever seen. I've seen that, that a few they, times, yeah. He's ridiculous, man. And then, obviously, Dr. Dre, uh, number one. Yes. Because his legacy and everything goes on from, what, like 1986? Yeah, he's been doing it a long time. He's doing been. it as good or better than everybody else out there, so... There you go. That's how I'd rank them, Mike. Great question. Love that, go, by the yeah. way. That I thought you when I put that in there. Right? <laughs> it could have been, yeah. Uh, All right, let's quickly... Don't these subscribe these to listen to my opinions on hip-hop. Let's quickly Jesus, rattle man. through um, what, we, what are we watching and listening to. Let's do it. What have you been watching or listening to this week? Did you notice that. that last week I tried to blend it as you guys started singing? I tried to get the theme song like blended. Yes, in I did hear it. <laughs> and trying to get it in time. Just a few minutes. Yeah, audio engineer wanker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll rattle off the first. Um, I watched the unofficial Bash Bros story on Netflix. What's Bash Bros? So it's Lonely Island doing a, a sort of weird visual album about Jose Canseco and Mark McGuire. Oh God! And it's <clears throat> the music is like it's like Lonely Island songs, but and some of them are fucking great. So that sounds funny. Like it is like I don't even know that much about baseball, but just knowing the Lonely Island, yeah, that was great. Um, there's one tune there called <laughs> I Hop Parking Lot, and it's got Haim, the band, yeah, and the singing's fucking brilliant. Like and some <laughs> of the, I was thinking about the Lonely Island the other day, like. The music's total nonsense, but the beats are fucking brilliant. Very good. Yeah, Very they got good. good production on that. <clears throat> yeah. So again, it was it was funny, but I didn't know most of the references. I'm going to give that a six and a half, six point right. five bananas. I think if I didn't know more about baseball, I'd have been bang into it. I'm going to watch that. What's it called? It's the unofficial Bass Bros or the unauthorized Bash Bros. Oh, it's on here already. That's yeah. Fine. Um, <clears throat> I watched Baby Driver on Netflix. Is that the guy with the earbuds? Yeah, it's yeah. The Edgar Wright film. So it's about a young getaway driver. Um, trying to get out of business basically and it's a good story but the film was written by a guy called Edgar Wright and he wrote it and he wrote certain scenes to the song so in the, the film the main character Baby is a is the getaway driver and he always has iPhone headphones in because he's got tinnitus right. and he always has to have music playing to drown it out so, but Edgar Wright wrote scenes in the film to certain songs so mm-hmm. things in the, the scene happen because a part in the song they go the same length same tempo mm-hmm. It's and cool. the soundtrack's fucking... I'll give the soundtrack an 8.5 because it's got some bangers, some classics on there, but it's got like 
some like instrumental tracks, like the the song that next episode sampled from. Uh, oh, I mean, I pulled that in it, but that's like there on there, and there's a tune by Young MC called Know How. Mm-hmm. Like, and the intro of that is just some of the best intro music. Smoking. Oh, if I had time, I'd play just the intro bit because I fucking <laughs> built up. The next episode sample is David McCallum, The Edge. The yeah, Edge. that's it. And like, just the drums on that, and uh, the story's good. Like, the uh, the uh, the story's uh, is a good enough. Do you know what I mean? But it's um, it's so well put together. It's a really good Hangover film. I gotta check that out. Yeah, yeah, really I've well seen that a bunch of times. Well worth watching. Um, I've also been listening to a good friend of mine. Tom um, is a solo artist under the artist name This Collision. It's like a sort of pop punk uh, rock album. He released an AP called Greater and Higher. Really enjoyed that. Took me back to sort of mold. Greater and Higher. Greater and Higher by This Collision. I'm going to give that a 7.5. Eee. Produces almost all the his living room. I've been past a Mandy Max name for a long time. Aye, aye. Um, so 7.5. And last one is a new rom-com on Netflix called Always Be My Maybe. Oh. It's like uh, it's like two it's like it's American Koreans uh, they're like best friends you know? it's just a rom-com um, and it's got I don't know any of the actors names but it's fucking brilliant very funny quite original good casting so that'll get a seven bananas from me. Oh, Alright. So yeah that was two weeks worth of what I've been fucking up to. Andy Medak you want to go? Uh, you can go, Mike, because I'm just looking through my history to everything I've been watching and listening to. Uh, first things, uh, first things first. My daughters told me to put on when I was driving them today from from school. Put on, let me put on Tina Turner. Um, uh, what's um, what's it's not simply the best, not private dancer. What's the other? Oh, rolling, rolling down. The, do you know what the name of that song is? Proud Mary. I didn't have no clue. I thought it was called Rolling on the River. Proud Mary. Don't throw it out there like we, everyone fucking knows that. <laughs> yeah, so we were listening to that rocking out. Um, Inside Jokes on YouTube. A very funny comedian, Andrew Schultz, has um, a, it's a YouTube series about him and a couple of his friends that are comedians. They go and sit in a diner and they talk about offensive jokes that they've worked out in different comedy shows that are bombed but and how they can kind of punch them up to make them acceptable mm-hmm. so like one of them was like how um uh one comedian says that he oh, where did he go oh he went to the pyramids and uh, he saw those and he was like damn he's like america didn't treat their slaves right all they got was cotton out of their slaves but they they got pyramids out of these and he's like how can i make this less offensive mm-hmm. and how can i make it funnier uh that's pretty funny um hold on shit locked barry also on sky atlantic um it's about a ex-Marine who gets into acting. Oh, well, first of all, he's ex-Marine, comes home from Afghanistan or the Middle East, wherever he's fighting, and he's a hitman. But he's trying to get out of being a hitman and go in, get into acting, so he moves out to L.A., but he still gets sucked back into the game every now and then. It's very funny. It's, that sounds it's, quite good, actually. It's, yeah. dark, it's dark humor. It's really, really funny. Um, Miley Cyrus is, has like a little EP that's come out. Yeah, Checked heard. it out. It's not bad. She got, she got a hit on there with Ghostface Killer, by the way. <laughs> really? Yes. Whoa. That's what initially got me to listen to it. I was like, I got to hear this. I was listening to one of his albums recently. I think it was the most recent one. It's got Michael Rappaport speaking over the intro oh, music. Oh, my Michael God. Fucking quality. Um, Miley Cyrus. Combo, man. Miley Cyrus. I'll give it a five and a half. Killer. I've seen like, she seems like. She's all right. She can sing. She seems like she's putting a bit of effort in her. She's obviously not the thing she was when she was younger. Which, think. Well, you know what I mean? Like the, the pop. 
Oh, no. Uh, okay. The pop machine. She actually, she does what she wants now, it would seem. Yeah. So, you know what I mean? She's got a really good cover of the Arctic Monkeys, Why'd You Only Call Me When You're High? Oh. She's done for Radio 1, and it's fucking quality. Yeah, she can sing. She really can sing. fucking good. Um, there's also the guy, do you watch Power? Do you, you watch Power? I don't know. Oh, okay. Well, there's a guy who, who's on Power. Oh, I forgot his name, but his real name is Rotimi. Um, and he's got an album out, which is very, very good. Check that out. Uh, Igor. Uh What's his name? Not Chance the Rapper. It's Tyler the Creator. I knew it was three mm-hmm. words. Tyler Creator's album production is very, very good. The raps, nah. I'm not really I've a big fan of the raps. I'm big fan of him, to be honest. Me neither, but after listening to this, I was like, oh, this is this is nice. Well put together. Um, I, give that a, I give that a seven. Give that a seven. Um, and that's pretty much it. That's it for me. Andy Mizak. Hey, what have I got? I, I was just doing a wee Google search there, looking at my history. Um, oh, oh hey. Hey. he's got the so laptop turned away from us. Got, uh, Pornhub, no, we don't. So it's my first. <laughs> yeah, not long, eh? I have to go around to the news agent. And I'm like, uh, hey, trust me, any passcodes, mate. Huh? What? <laughs> what do you want? Passcode. <laughs> we need a porn card on aisle two, please. <laughs> beep, beep, beep. <laughs> like, oh fuck, a <laughs> Fuck, I, I he was too wank. Long Sorry, jacket that day. Um, no. I've been listening to an artist called uh, Jameson Flood. Okay. This is somebody I mentioned a couple of weeks back that I discovered on Theo Vaughn's podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, sometimes he plays a tune at the start of each podcast. Mm-hmm. And I just heard one, and I couldn't remember the guy's name at the time. Anyway, on top of that, checking out his SoundCloud. Really cool. He does all sorts of different kinds of tunes from like really like Fleetwood Mac sounding stuff to more sort of like pop kind of hip-hop stuff. Interesting. Nice. Singer-songwriter. Really, really cool. Um, in terms of like watching stuff, not a huge amount. A lot of YouTube. Um, I've been watching King and the Sting because I don't listen to podcasts. I watch podcasts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which I is why I want to get cameras going for this guy. Hell yeah. Boy. They are live stream. <sighs> Which brings up my next thing. Been watching a bit of our boy Bobby Sanchez. Nice. Yeah. He's really building his followers and his subscribers. Ooh. And I was in one of his streams last week, and this guy had come in the night before and had gifted subs. So gifted subs means that you can go into somebody's stream and gift viewers of that stream a four ninety nine monthly subscription to that channel, mm-hmm. which they pay for. Mm-hmm. This guy was coming in the night before, dropping like 20 subs and that. So that's money in Bob's pocket. Oh. When I was in, he dropped me a free sub. I was like, money's best, mate. Say, I don't even <laughs> sub. I don't actually like pay to subscribe to his channel. But the guy's like dropping free subs. It's like, oh, big up. So other than that, I've been watching a lot of Twitch stuff, um, a lot of FIFA guys, because you guys know I've been having a bit of free time. So that. it's yeah. been nice to just like sit back, chill. Been back at the driving range, a little bit of golf. Just Ooh, let's do that. Getting yeah. eased back and getting ready to play a lot of golf for the summer. Um, and other than that, what else have I been watching? This Not, is the most you've ever contributed to this. I know, segment. right? I'm, I'm <laughs> at least in the last six it's months. It's because I've got my computer here um, and I'm oh, online. Okay. Yeah. Really, other than that, just a lot of shit on YouTube. I will say one thing. I watched a video today called Moments Why the World Forgets Cristiano Ronaldo is a Good Guy. And it made me go, Cristiano Ronaldo is a good guy. Oh, I, yeah. I watched that documentary. And, and then know. I bought him from Ultimate Team. <laughs> and he has been absolutely fucking destroying. Pay to win. I love it. 
So. Yeah, that's all I've been up to, man. It's been good fun. I, I was going to throw this in just quickly for a quick do a little. I want to see if you recognise the song I was talking about earlier. All right. And I want to know Andy Mack's opinion because I fucking love this. Hey, car wash, baby. Shaft. <laughs> Is that car wash music? Just wait till the drums count. You only get a teaser, people. Hey, what? Well, we get pulled uh, down by. Uh, yeah. It's a bit shit. Oh, it's got a mix of the, um, whatchamacallit, uh, Apache, the Incredible Bongo Band. Yeah. You can hear the break there in the drums. That's just, I fucking love Boom. that drum break. Do, 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 Quality. Do. Just, before, just before we switch off, there's something on YouTube, I, on YouTube, on Netflix, I do want to watch. I heard about, um, you know the theme to, it's called The Lion Share? It's about the theme to Lion King that um, it's like, a, a, I think it's a South African tribe made for the Lion King and then Disney just kind of stole it for the movie and didn't really give them anything for it. One of their hugest films of all time. So I definitely want to check that out because uh, well, Disney are crooks. The Lion King apparently, this is whole I think, was based on, I'm sure it was a Japanese cartoon film about a lion and parts uh-huh. of it are like shot for shot. But that's another conspiracy theory for another day. All right. Patriots? Okay, yeah, because okay. just before you say that, I just typed in Lion King Disney plagiarism, and there's a few articles here on how the Lion King was apparently copied from a Japanese cartoon. Here's the proof. Mm-hmm. Ooh. It's Huffington Post, though. Right? It's uh, Post. I may need a few I'm, more sources I watched, to verify. I watched a video but, on it on this YouTuber called Mr. Sunday Movies, and he's usually fairly legit, and there is some mad similarities. Anyway, Patreons, Michael. Shit, I lost it now. <laughs> Um, <clears throat> I promise one day I'm going to get this on the first shot. Let's All right, go. Patreons. Allie yeah. Cook. Allie Cook. Andrew Henderson. Andy helped me out with uh, um, the job interview I went on today. Nice. Good uh, guy. Are you talking about that in the Patreon? Um, the interview? Yeah. Um, no, I didn't really have anything else to say about it. Well, right. No, I just... The bundle of this your... No, go ahead. Yeah, I mean, uh, no, he just... Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, he just uh, gave me a heads up about the job, and I went and applied for it, and he just gave me some other uh, tips. So uh, thank you, Andy. Good guy, Andy. Uh, Callum McLaughlin. Job 669. Nice. I.O. Craig McCaffrey. Uh, Danielle Miller, thanks. Thank for you, Signing Danielle. up recently. Davey Forrett. Fraser Reevy. Ian Shepard. Nate Black. Rachel. Hey, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. Hi, Rachel. I want to give a shout-out to Davey Forrett, who, like, the pledge deleted, and then he felt the need to re-sign up in message to say that his bank card had expired. I want to but, hear your excuses, David. He instantly, he instantly <laughs> like, I re-up straight away. I was like, Thank you. Good lad. Uh, Ralphie Roggs, he also had an issue with his bank card as well, he said. Uh, Roddy Bader and Stephen Stash Tosh. Yeah. Thank you very much. So, guys, like we said earlier, we mentioned it probably about four hours ago. Would you come and see an evening with Monkey Sword Fight? An evening with Maurice and Co. With Maurice and Co. Let us know in the comments. Send us a DM. I forgot to say, I'm going to give away a free t-shirt to somebody in the Patreon. So could I get a number between... My phone, Mama Pat's now. Could I get a number on the Patreon? Number between 1 and 12. Number between 1 and 12. Well, oh yeah, we can do that. But if it's, you said it's a medium... No, it's an extra large. Oh, it's an extra large. Okay, all right. Um, you want? I think I did the last one. You want to do this one? Okay, number four. Craig McCaffrey. Oh, send us your address details. There's a free T-shirt on its way to you. It's dead. And if it's not on XL, we'll give one that's. We'll sort it. 
but you'll just take it because you'll uh, win. You're a good guy. Uh, thank you very much to our sponsor this week, Stevie Mac Skate School. Yeah. Get at Stevie Mac, nicest guy on Perth on Facebook. All ages and capabilities are catered for. We are. Uh, you can email us at monkeyswordfightpodcast at gmail.com. I'm on Twitter at Wagwan Patrice. I am also on Twitter at underscore M Dats. I'm on Twitter at Mike Capella. And I forgot to say we are on iTunes and Podbean, Monkey Sword Fight Podcast, and Spotify. And Spotify. Please listen to us on Spotify. Yes. yes. Thank you very much. I've had a lot of fun. Please listen to this if you haven't already, because it is a good episode, I believe. Yeah. Uh, take care, and we'll speak to you later. Peace. Peace. <laughs>